I was trying hard not to look at it when he said Muppets. I'm like, eh. Welcome to Nerdables. This episode, we discuss the Muppets Haunted Mansion coming to Disney+, Plus. new Marvel MCU movie dates, Andrew Garfield not in No Way Home, Loki moves to Wednesdays, and Star Wars The Bad Batch premieres. Wow. I was like, take 11? 12? 33 and a half. It wasn't that much. Might have been in double digits. Welcome, everyone. I'm Mari. Joining me are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. It should actually count. It's very interesting to see because everyone was like, "All right, three, take three one, times the take 30. You know, that's if Fourth we ever if we ever did like a, t- a Twitch stream or something, we'd have a counter on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Where intro mess ups, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> if we ever did a Twitch stream, no one would watch. Well, yeah, obviously, we're not playing. A video I think game more people would not. watch than listen. We're not playing a video game, and we're not a hot woman. So yeah, and we're not a hot woman playing a video game. Yeah, so. Sorry, a woman playing a video game. Not allowed to say <laughs> Smoking hot is what you were. Uh, yeah, I can't say either anymore, so I'll just make sure. If someone Look, has a cigarette, I won't be able to say anything. It's just courtesy. Well, to, you could say smoking them. woman. I get it. Smoking. Everyone else has said Towards it. the female listener. A whole bunch of times, but I get the one that gets called out for it. It's awesome. It's the best. Nobody actually knows anything about me, and you know what? I don't give a fucking shit anymore. I really don't. Do you care about uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion? I don't care about shit. I don't fucking care. I don't care. It's going to be a long broadcast. <laughs> I don't care. Um, really? Yep. We're going to start out that way? Yep, we're going to start out that way. Ethan's going to have an awesome show. So, Ethan, <laughs> the Muppets Haunted Mansion. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> I'm not going to say as much this time. Look, it's Everybody hates it when I talk too much. Everybody hates it when I say something. Two so. of Chris's favorite things, the Muppets and Haunted Mansion. Yes. What could go wrong? Nothing. A lot. Remember when we thought the Mortal Kombat trailer thought it was going to be a, move, a good movie? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> You're having more reservations about that now? It was okay. It wasn't great. But I guess I still have a soft spot for the original, even as bad as that was. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think the original just was always... No, I know. Had a, a special place in our hearts because it was the original, but and it wasn't it was, it was, absolutely it was, terrible. If they had started with Annihilation, well, right. no one would no one well, would be playing yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat ever again. Right? It was 1994 or something. Before that, I think it was like 90. We looked it up. It was like 92, 93, wasn't it? Somewhere between. No, I no no because no. the game was like 91, 92. Because I think the game came out when I was a sophomore in high school. No, you're right. It's I like 94, like, 95. Yeah. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. But somewhere between 94 and 96, I think. Yeah. Anyways. Back then, you also didn't have a lot of CGI movies, right? Or you know that type of caliber movie. So when you get something like Mortal Kombat, you know, and you finally get to see these characters come to life, ninety five, ninety five, and ninety seven was Annihilation. So when you finally get to see these characters come to life, so quick that we went from Muppet. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to the Muppets. Great discussion about Muppet Haunted Mansion. Um, so Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the Muppet movies and the you know the 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 takes that they do, which is the funniest thing is I saw a meme this week, which is an old meme, and I totally forgot about it. And said, I finally figured out what Zoom reminds me of, and it's the opening of the original Muppet mm-hmm. show. When you have all of the characters in the boxes. No. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and people use that for so many things. Like, also, like, with the Brady Bunch. 
and yeah, tons of other stuff. But, uh, but so the, you know, having a Muppets haunted mansion kind of makes sense. It makes more sense than Eddie Murphy's haunted mansion, <laughs> which was a really bad movie. It's a good thing they didn't change the ride for that. Oh man! <laughs> Imagine putting an animated Eddie Murphy all over that thing. <sighs> So is the is it going to be a show or is it a movie on Disney Plus? It's a special. It's a oh, special. special. Mm-hmm. Probably like a movie length or yeah. Maybe I feel hour. like it's going to be like the the Muppet Show, but just based in Haunted Mansion. No, with, it's going to be like those characters. It'll be like Muppets Christmas uh, Carol, Christmas Carol, Muppets, you know, uh, Treasure Island, and all that. How much they really go into the story? Because as much as people have made that there is a story to the Haunted Mansion, right? There's also a lot of Different stories that people come up with for the Stone Mansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they did the comic book a couple of years ago that had the story in it. Well, there, really I think centers around Constance being the evil spirit that's in there that's traveled, that's trapped everybody else. Yeah, I think that's kind of where the Eddie Murphy one was when they tried to do that comedy with. But they're supposed to be Disney's comedy. supposed to be working on a haunted mansion movie, a new one. Yeah. Which this, you know, obviously the, the Muppet one is not going to, you know, it's more going to be more and satirical. That was, and That's what, it was the Muppet one. I don't remember. We, yeah, I think we talked about that news whenever the hell it actually hit. That they were going to try and do another like Haunted re- Mansion movie. Reboot it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a reboot. I would call it just it's a story. reimagining or. It's a remake. Mm-hmm. It's remaking yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, But I don't think anybody has high hopes for that either. I almost kind of want to see the Muppets riding the ride as the part of the movie. You might get, you it's might get that. Be, that's not going to be an hour. <laughs> <laughs> or well, two, I mean, it is if, they, if, if if it's here's Kermit and Fozzie. No, but it's Piggy and Gonzo. It could be here's Beaker and and Doctor Benson. And it shuts down every single time someone. See, gets on. <laughs> <laughs> so every, every every little time it, the ride stops, it's a new story of like whoever's in the the no two, no, no. What I was going to say in was, the car. It starts with them on, in the car is going, right. and it stops, and they get off of the ride, and that's where the you know. Well, yeah, I don't, think, Disney, I don't think Disney's going to let show Muppets getting off of the ride when it stops, especially a ride that stops as often as. Well, I'm just you know, saying that. Well, yeah, yeah, that thing stops a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just yeah, saying it's because it, of, it stops uh, because the ghosts have come you know alive, and they you know it's them mm-hmm. interacting. You with know, them. it stops all the time. Yeah, completely. No, you know why it stops? Oh, because you got to let off handicap. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's it's off and on at the at the exit. It's mm-hmm. freaking annoying. Yeah, anybody that can't get off and walk it's annoying on until your left leg doesn't work, yeah. and then when you get off, you nearly kill yourself <laughs> twice because then you try to take a you take a you know it's like oh I'm going to lean against this fence that's over here, and then nope that's a gate and it just falls <laughs> over. But it's not even just for anybody that's you know has a handicap. It's for anybody that can't get off onto the treadmill fast. Yeah, enough. it's anyone that's, Whoa, that yeah. that needs assistance to get on or off the yeah. ride. That goes through the exit and gets on there and then goes down and everything. Um, God, I miss the ride. Mm. One of my favorite ones. Disneyland. Disneyland has been busy. Yeah. It, it, last no, Saturday. I told you that. Remember we said what happened in Florida is not going to happen here because there's so much more time in between. Right. And the fervor here is, I think, different than Florida. But up until the 4th, it wasn't busy. And then... Start, yeah. Starting the fourth, yay for three days, right? Star Wars Day, you know, it got <laughs> super packed. Mm-hmm. 
It's going to be like that. Even even the capacity and you have they have twenty five percent capacity. It's twenty five, and it'll be thirty five really soon because almost every place is something in the news today that they're expecting all the theme parks to go to thirty five percent within the week. And the hotels are going to like a yellow tier or something. Yellow tier for LA County is coming. Yeah, and the hotels are opening up in a week or two. You know, the main Disney hotels. I'm surprised they weren't open anyway in general. Granted, you can't go to the parks at the time. Also, a lot of hotels just weren't able to be open. Yeah. Uh. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that since it's only for California residents, right? they yeah. wanted to keep them closed the first couple of weeks to try to deter, deter people from out of state coming yeah, or people that had reservations before the close. For Universal, they're requiring anybody out of state to have a COVID vaccine passport or whatever. Yeah, see, Disney's not even letting you. You have to show your driver's license at yeah. when you when you go in. Mm-hmm. When you scan your ticket, you have to show the driver's license. If you don't have it, yeah. sorry. Well, they said Disney World is going to stop uh, doing uh, temperature checks, and you can also, if you can show your your uh, vaccination vac- vaccination card, then you don't have to wear you don't have to wear a mask. That is the worst junk science. Oh, I know because. It's Florida. If you have a vaccination, it doesn't mean you can't spread it. Correct. If you have it. The mask is not about preventing catching it. Correct. It's about helping to prevent spreading it. Correct. It's the stu- the, all the stuff with these vaccination cards, like, well, if you're vaccinated, you're fine. All that is, is it's for liability. Yes. So if you go to Disneyland and you're not vaccinated, they don't want you in because if you get, if you get it and you're not vaccinated... You still have a really good chance of going to the hospital and dying. Correct. You're vaccinated. That chance goes down. You can still get it. You can still get sick. Mm-hmm. It can, in some cases, become very severe. Right. And you can still die. Yes. It's the same thing. It just Vaccinations are percentages. Dropping. The, you know, when they tell you this vaccine is 85%, this vaccine is 90%. That's still 10 and 15% mm-hmm. of severe symptoms still affecting you. Yes. Now, when you get huge numbers, that doesn't look that bad. Right. But when you're just like, out of 100 people, five of you are still going to get really sick. Mm-hmm. Ten of you are probably still going to get really sick. Mm-hmm. When you look at that number, that's when it starts to get scary. And about 20 of you are still going to be able to spread it. You're all going to be able to spread it. It's not. It doesn't go away from inside you. If you catch it, you can right. still send it to somebody else. And that's where... I'm watching these places that are like, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. That has nothing to do with stopping the spread. It has to do with the fact that you feel you're comfortable enough that you're okay. It's such a bullshit well, individualism BS that we've been going through for the whole year. Is because, look, most of it, I've gotten my two. You've gotten one, right? Yeah, I've got Well, I did Johnson Johnson. You haven't got yours yet, have you? I've got one. I got your oh, one. So you only get the one. Right. Yeah. And did you, you haven't done it yet? I'm surprised you haven't, they haven't had you do it. It's his family. They're not going to do it. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up something. No, I'm surprised the uh, UPS, UPS wasn't uh, doing forced it. Us out. Well, not, not in terms of forcing, but having that caveat that, of that, that, well, just like access, you know, helping you to do it. Oh, I had, they allow us to have the day off. If that's a case right. Right. But, no, in but in terms, of, in terms not, of having corporate, Help right. to to get you guys no. appointments. Yeah, Interesting. No. Although I, apparently I, you can walk into appointments in Ventura County. Well, yeah, I remember seeing that mm-hmm. too. You can, yeah, you don't really need appointments anymore for a lot yeah. of places well, they've the got, day, because they have so much. No one's really going in now. Well, they've gotten so like, yeah, they've gotten to the point where you have essential workers 
You have right. uh, elderly. Uh, yeah, you have at-risk groups. Mm-hmm. They've gotten pretty close to 100%. People who were early adopters or whatever, now they're to the point where a lot of places are like, we have more vaccine than we have people. Right. They get an so allotment every week. So, yeah. they, so well, now Dodger, can, Dodger Stadium is closing um, Dodger Stadium is closing month. because Dodger Stadium is open for the Dodgers. Yep. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, they said they're closing that site yeah. down because there's just not enough well, it's just demand like, for it. They don't Disneyland need- shut down the testing site in the parking lot. Toy Story parking lot. Yeah. You, because we, they didn't, because they need that for parking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and like, but like Chris said, or I was probably going to say that you can get it anywhere now, more so than yeah, yeah. specific it's areas. The, I mean, you don't you don't have groups of people like there's one at CSUN, yeah, and that's been running the whole time for, for Northridge, too, yeah. yeah. Um, well, in that case for CSUN, they've already said, like they're not coming back this semester. You know, there's no point in coming back now just to graduate. Well, and yeah, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. It, it was funny. I was talking to, to, to be vaccinated yeah. It was. Like, I was talking to crap. Professor Hatfield like a, two weeks ago, yeah. and I asked him about the fall, and they said, "Well, you can't." He says, "Well, we, I know they've discussed it, but we can't force people to." Mm-hmm. But we're also an open campus. You know, we don't have right. we gates don't have or gates or anything, so we can't do that type of check. So it's going to be up to students, and you know, yeah. the, the staff is all working to be vaccinated by the end of the summer, and then the next week was. CSU and USC schools and, you know, University of California, UC schools and CSU schools are discussing uh, mandatory vaccination for students to come back. Mm. So the well, hope is that they'll have students, they'll have hybrid in the fall and then full in um, spring. spring of 2022. But a lot of the, you know, the the restrictions on masks being, li- you know, limited now or taken away. And telling people, you know, you can start walking out and going out and friends and stuff. And, you know, a lot more things are opening up. A lot of that is trying to also get the people that are reluctant to get vaccinated to go out and get it. It's that yeah. and it's the fact. Hey, if you don't have to wear your mask anymore, go on. Go out. You know, it's, a, you know, oh, well, hell, if I don't have to wear it, you know, friends on my well, freedoms to, get, to wear a mask, then yeah. I'm going to go get the shot, even though that's going to be Bill Gates tagging me. It's, it's. All of it is basically basically what they've been talking about is this is there's no way you can go back now. Right. That's the thing is if there is an explosion in the next two weeks, they're not shutting things down again. It's just not going to happen. No. Because you have to when we see how much we're going to pay in state taxes next year because of the shortfall of 2020 and 2021, Mm -hmm. they have to get people in making money and paying taxes and all of that. So that's a big part of it, too. That's the. The flip side of the conspiracy theory is the conspiracy theory is is they didn't shut you down right. because of some like we want to drive businesses out of California. That doesn't make any sense. The conspiracy theory of is we don't care how many people die, but we have to have businesses open again. That's where we're at now, especially, yeah. especially with a governor who's facing a recall. Yep. Uh, so you know who Arnold doesn't Schwarzenegger need, needs to run again. You don't. You know who doesn't <laughs> need seventy one years old running for governor. <laughs> well, no, we're gonna have Caitlyn Jenner. So it's not, not look how old is Biden now? Seventy nine. Yeah. No, if the Trump, fact that when if when, Trump runs in twenty twenty four, he'll be like eighty something. And I saw that Arnold Schwarzenegger is seventy one years old. And look, he doesn't look like he's super young. He doesn't look like he's seventy one either. Well, it's surprising. <laughs> he works me. out every day. Connie, to, uh, um, God damn it. Um, <laughs> let him get it. Don't don't give it to him. I don't, like, I don't even know where you're going. Yeah. Do you know where it is? I don't actually. 
I thought you were going to say Connie Chung. No. <laughs> Connie Chung was dead. I know. What, what did, was it a he? Is it a she? Is it a they? No, it's right there. She was on the hood of the white snake, uh, car on the white Tawny snake. Connie Contain. Connie Contain looked like she was Tawny dead Contain, already. Contain, yes. Age 59, passed away. Yes. I didn't realize she was 59. I didn't realize she was still alive. I knew she was still alive because I heard her on Howard Stern like a month ago. She looked horrible. Yeah. Just... Well, her last cocaine conviction was in 2006, and they're, but they're still not sure how she passed. Was she trying to beat up Chuck Finley again? <laughs> Nobody else gets that reference. <laughs> but you know who won't? <laughs> she was married to Angel's starting pitcher Chuck Finley in the 90s, mm. and there was a call for a domestic disturbance, a domestic abuse yeah. disturbance, and you find out in the police report Chuck Finley called the police because Tony Katane beat the crap out of him. He's a starting pitcher for the LA Angels. California Angels, Anaheim Angels of LA and California or whatever. It used to be the LA. And she, at the time, it was California. It was the California Angels. And then she beat the crap out of him, apparently. Is that no different than Heather Locklear, too? <laughs> Probably. I'm right. sure I'm sure she tried to kill Tommy at least three or four times. Did you see the pictures? Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tommy. He was, she, was, she was dating Tommy before Pamela Anderson. Uh, did you see the pictures of Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee? Mm-hmm. Yes. It looks incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of Photoshop, makeup, all that stuff. Um, no, all those tattoos are real. Yeah, he got, hilarious. he got tatted up. He's, He's such like, a method actor. I yep. wanted to play. That he became, you know, he, he went out and made sure yep. his dick got long enough to be Tommy and then got the tats. But smoking hot's bad. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he used a penis pump to make sure that he was driving the boat with no, no hands. Well, no when legs. he went out to be Winter Soldier, he cut off his arm and got a metal arm. Obviously, obviously. Um, but the Muppets. <laughs> I thought we passed the Muppets. No, you were trying to move on to something else. We were talking about masks. We were talking about no, oh, yeah, we were talking about Disneyland. I think no, yeah, we were talking about because we talked from the Muppets. We went to the Haunted Mansion and how much we missed riding the ride. Then we went to Disneyland. Then we went to masks and then lifting masks for Disney World. And then it just to COVID to, to COVID to that girl on the white Arnold, snake. So Arnold Schwarzenegger should be governor again. <laughs> so Marvel or yes, Marvel. <laughs> No, I was trying to. I actually, I was trying to think of if it was Disney, if it was Disney Studios, or if it was Marvel Studios that put out a well, basically a welcome back to the movies type video. It was this Marvel. Week. It was Marvel. Marvel. Trailer yeah. like, hey, these stories matter, and they had Stanley. Well, I think they did. Man, the stories are great, and I didn't get any money from this crap. So <laughs> they did something like this for each phase. Uh, if well, I this was correctly. specifically the idea of like. Welcome back to the movies. Nothing can stop the stories that we're telling. Yeah. And then they showed you some pieces of Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and then the real big one was Eternals. Eternals, that great cosmic space super adventure On that Earth. apparently takes place in a forest. <laughs> I still think that's going to be the first one that just doesn't meet expectations in any way shape that's or form. Ch- that's a chatter is just like eh. yeah it's sort of like eh. well he- here's the thing you I- can see it it's marvel type deal but no everyone's type it, type deal i'm not but- saying it's going to be bad but yeah. as i said when when far from home hit if right. i'm kevin feige that's where i quit 
I'm just like, I'm executive producer way, way, way back. Right. Because that next, you know, the one that comes out that everybody doesn't like, sorry, bros, it wasn't me. I didn't, I just sat there and just approved like the executive producer's position. Yeah. Um, which obviously he didn't. He's, he's got his hand in, in everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It's not like in humans no, that but- I said, I said from the start in humans was never going to make the screen <clears throat> because when they first put it, was it like 2014 or 15? When like Inhumans comes out in 2019, and then they get Spider Man back, they put Spider Man in there, move all this stuff, and they're like, Inhumans is now a TV movie, yeah. which is going to cost us four dollars, and that's why we shaved everybody's head, and nobody has any powers, and nobody does anything, um, and it's never been mentioned again. Uh, the, the Eternals, this look, there's money in Eternals and all this stuff, and it's yeah, this yeah, idea yeah. that they've been here forever and the immortal and whatever they want to do. It does kind of speak of. Smacks of the same sort of thing that we accused Inhumans of, which is, hey, we didn't have mutants, mm. so let's try and use Inhumans as mutants, and right. it just doesn't work because nobody gives a damn about Inhumans. Well. Hell, we went to the Paley Center when Joe Quesada was interviewing Stan Lee. <laughs> Guess who forgot who invented the humans? The person who invented the Inhumans. <laughs> yeah. Stan Lee forgot completely that he invented the Inhumans at all. Yeah, whatever. Okay, let me talk about how Marty Friedman's a piece of you know. That was so funny because Joe was in there trying to get his trying to stand. get him to figure he out that he so put trying. the humans in Fantastic Four with him and Kirby. Um, between that and trying to make sure that he never called Kirby a you know like a <laughs> giant piece of dung, I was like that was that was that was that was an interesting interview. Yes, it um, was. I think it'll be a day. very not as action packed movie. More so, it probably maybe setting won't up be. a lot of. Okay, but also that's remember. the fear is because the thing with the Eternals is if it's setting up anything, it's not setting up anything else that's in that phase. Phase four, it doesn't seem to be anyway. I mean, the characters are so far removed yeah. from any place else you're going to see. Where you're like, okay, you right. know, like we we imagine that Love and Thunder and Guardians of the Galaxy three have some sort of connection because Thor leaves at the end of Endgame on their ship. So somewhere in one of those two. Right. We're going to see those characters cross to be like, how does Thor then leave and get back to Asgard yeah. or whatever he's doing with, with Love and Thunder? Um, maybe he comes, maybe he shows up in the beginning, whatever. Yeah. From Eternals, what we <clears throat> kind of think that story would be, okay, we thought it was going to be cosmic. It doesn't seem to be, right. unless they're, you know, again, it's not a full trailer. We got like yeah. three shots. It's, so yeah, it it, but who knows also, where we're going to be? Because it doesn't look like Neil Gaiman's Eternals, and it right. doesn't look like. Um. Oh gosh, who's writing the new one? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I know it's not Rubik's doing the art. Is it Soul? <laughs> soul Train. Oh, Let yeah, your soul glow. Cyberspace. Um. Uh, Cyberspace. Someone sounds right. But I mean, it kind of. I mean, it's hard to tell with the turtles. We'll have it in well, what, yeah. November. I don't know. That's the story, isn't it? November 5th. November 5th. That's cool. So we'll definitely, you know, uh, hopefully we'll get a full trailer soon. The Spider-Man trailer is the one I'm kind of excited for now. I don't think we're going to get a full trailer for something before we get Black Widow at this point. No, no. That's probably what we're Except for Shang-Chi. Yeah, we got I don't think we're going to get another one. I think it'll be funny. Is when you go into the theater to watch Black Widow and all the trailers in front of it are all the Marvel movies that are coming because they have them probably ready. is. I, I mean, don't doubt that. <laughs> the Marvel films until you you know watch Loki. No. Yeah. And this th- what is it? Three more three D series this year? Six more? At least two. Yeah. Hawkeye and what's the other one this year? Ms. Marvel. No. Mm-mm. What if we have Loki? What if moved? I thought it was supposed to come out uh, later in the year. Ms. Marvel. 
I if it is, then it would be November, December. It's Kieran Gillen. They did oh. show a picture. They did show a picture mm-hmm. of. Uh, Didn't they have that on that uh, list of Miss Marvel? No, no, no. no. They, they just gave, the, yeah, they the gave movies. You the thing. So yeah, I'll go over. The, let's go over the movies first. We let's have. I'll go over the movies. Black Widow is on July 9th. Shang Chi September third. Eternals is November fifth. Spider Man No Way Home is December seventeenth. It's amazing to think that we're in May and we have four Marvel movies this year. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then so December, then we get a break till March, which is Doctor Strange, um, uh, Multi- Multiverse. Multiverse of Madness. Thank you want you. a nap? <laughs> so March twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two is Doctor Strange two. May is Thor: Love and Thunder. July eighth. So, so yeah, March, December, March, May sixth is Thor: Love and Thunder. July eighth is Wakanda Forever, Wakanda which Forever. is the which that one. Was I'm actually announced. surprised how soon that is. Right. November eleventh, twenty twenty two, is the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel two. There's a large jump on that. July to November. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably get one or two TV series then. Then we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania, <laughs> February 17th. Oh, yeah, Quantum Mania. Quantum? Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. <laughs> it's, a, it's a question mark at the end of it. Quantum Mania? <laughs> and then May 5th, 2023 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. May 5th, 2023. I love What's the me. one before Guardians? February seventeenth. That's my anniversary. Quantumania. Oh, that's Quantumania. What it was. Okay, I didn't realize. Oh, that we got, I guess we know what you guys are doing. Yeah. It was funny. James Gunn posted a picture of like a, a direct message he gets about once they made the announcement for Guardians three, and someone just cussing him out. He's like, "I gotta wait two years for this." Beep, beep. She's like shit. <laughs> All James Gunn has to put like, imagine like, how much I had to wait for it. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do it. Now here's the thing: um, he also we, has the holiday special that comes out, which I was just going to say. We don't know if that is going to be in 2022 or 2023. Holiday special. Of Marvel I thought they said it was 2022. Oh, really? it could be. I, I don't know. I mean, well, they, I know they, they're they shading it with it. Was was winter 2023? 2023. <laughs> so it'll be at, sorry, 22. Yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's going to be before. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think he also said that Guardians Three like fulfills his Marvel duty or whatever. Yeah, um, duty. And then we, and then at the end of the the little sizzle reel, we saw after we saw Guardians Three. Got four. No, we we, we get the 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 four symbol. Just we, real quick, real quick. That's real cool quick on there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they announced it the yeah. Didn't they say at the investors meeting? That was the last thing they showed. Yeah. They, they said that the family is coming. Yeah, they would. Yeah, I think it was just to finally shut everybody up to be like, yes, we're, we're working on it. Right. Like, calm down. Like, we'll work on this before X-Men. They're totally going to work like, on that before X-Men because Kevin Feige doesn't give a crap about the X-Men. I and mean, the X-Men is so much more just. It's bigger. It's, bigger, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I still it, like, it, holds out, it holds out my hope that Avengers 5, 6, whatever the hell the next one is, is actually Avengers versus Magneto. Like, that would be so awesome. Well, is he's like the first mutant that kind of comes in. I'll take that. And much like what I was hoping for the Fantastic Four, which don't give me the origins. Don't give, don't give me the origin story. (laughs) I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't care. I don't think they will. Give me the four of them as adults. 
already being like out there. Like, yeah, like you said. Yeah. They've been out in space dealing with crap. Love they, the idea that you know, whoever's, whoever's that. left, if, you know, if it's if it's Hawkeye or if it's yeah. Thor or whatever, and meets Reed and says, you know, we stopped Thanos. He says, so? Yeah. We've done that like four times. Calm down. You know, and the same thing I said with Magneto is if Magneto fights the Avengers and it goes all through this and then the end of it is like Scott, Gene, Wolverine, and Xavier real quick as that scene afterwards with the president or the head of the World Council or whatever you want to do. Right. And Charles says, we usually take care of our own. We screwed that one up. Won't happen again. Yeah. And then, you know, X-Men comes in 2025. I'll take that. Um, and again, just, just given. Well, there's drop a, me into it. I mean, there's what, a lot what, of rumbling going what on. What Black now. Panther does so well is it just drops you right into it, right? Right. It gives you that kid story. You know, Ghost Dog there is telling you the story about what happens with Wakanda. Done. Yeah. We don't have to go through all of the stuff that's there and 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 what all this means and all this other stuff. That's you know, flops through the story. We still get him becoming Black Panther. Yes, but we you don't get. But he's already and, Black and it Panther, helps that and he loses it, and then becomes Black Panther. Yes. It's yeah, not like a good but, third of the movie right. like telling yeah. you how he becomes... And part of it is because, yes, they introduced him Civil in, War. in Civil War. The same thing with Spider-Man. I don't need to see him get bit by the spider. Really, you it. didn't need to have the, you know, with great power comes great responsibility either. either. And it's when he starts to say it, and you're just like, shut well, up. Well, even with... Uh, with how he was introduced in Civil War, you don't see the whole Uncle Ben story and everything. Yeah, you don't need to. Because of the same reason. We've seen in fact, three that, movies. They haven't even sorry, mentioned two it. Two movies. With they, the uh, they insinuated. They insinuate, but they don't They don't sit down. He's not with Ned. Aunt May uh, and, and saying, hey, you know, when your husband died, he told me I had to be awesome and, yeah. and I have this power inside of me and all this stuff. And that's what it do. He just kind of says when he's there, like, you know, something happened and I, and I have to do something about it. You know, See, if I'm not. It, 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 it travels into Avengers when he's like, how can I be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man when there's no neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to go into space. Well, a lot of a lot of rumbling going around is that Fantastic Four will start with the whole family already having their powers and possibly the kids. Oh. Them already Larry having on. the kids. Yeah. Frankly. And coming back a, from space. That's such a mistake to me, but we'll see. But I could see them. I could see but them again, showing. I mean, they the, show you the four. What is it, 2023? It doesn't say. It just No, says. no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the, they're already all the way to spring May 5th, of 2023. May 5th, yes, 2023. So they're all the way to their tentpole film for Memorial Day, which is now four weeks earlier than it used to be. Um, so Fantastic Four could Fantastic either be July Fourth, or earliest, November. Earliest it could be is the end of 2023. It's likely not coming until 2024. Yeah, I would, I would imagine it's coming. Do you think they're going to put other films in between there? This, there's so much other stuff that you can do. Because remember, we're getting three and four films right. for, you know, Ant-Man had three films. It was getting three films. Yeah. Yes. You don't think Captain Marvel is? Oh, yeah. You don't think Black Panther is? Yeah. You don't think uh, Shang Chi's getting a second film? Sure, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're going to get some you, of those have pieces. Four oh, yeah. you, have, you have four. Well, here's that. the other thing. That's the other thing is that the they've already said we are working on a film already. Once we also know Blade is somewhere it, out there. We know that uh, well, Blade right. starts shooting next year. Isn't but isn't is Blade a film? I thought Blade was a series. Film. It's a film. Yeah, no, it's not even better, on the list. They better do. So if Blade film. is shooting next year and it's not even on the list, right? Makes sense. No, I Fantastic know. Four is not going to be here till twenty twenty four. Doesn't that make sense? Twenty twenty four. I'm telling you, Fantastic uh, Four does yeah. not come out until after Secret Invasion. 
I'm taking yeah, that right and now. That's 2023, two, three. 2022. It should be next year. Yeah, it's a, they're not going to drop. They already told you what's there, right? Mm-hmm. Now the only what happened the last time they did the big thing at, at the El Capitan and said, "Here's everything," and humans is at the end. Don't yeah. worry, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Which was supposed to be 2021, right. I think. No, it was 2019. At the was time, it, it was listed at 2019. And then it was canceled when they got... Oh, you re- kept saying it was going to be, get moved back to 2021. No, I said it was going to be canceled. First you said it's going to get moved back to 2021. Then you said it's going to get canceled. I, I said at the start, I said at that very first one, I said, I'll give you 50-50 odds that movie never comes out. It's never even made. What, a month later, they get Spider-Man to do Civil War, and everything shifts because mm-hmm. they get to do a Spider-Man film. Homecoming yeah. slots in. They move Cap. They move like Black Panther up. They move Captain Marvel down to give you Captain Marvel between the two yeah. Avengers films and everything. So it was the, the, nothing. I don't see anything like that happening here. I don't think they're going to surprise announce you X Men coming in twenty twenty two. Yeah, tomorrow. No. So I think that's a pretty good set schedule, and they're shooting a film that's not even on that schedule. Mm-hmm. So 2024 is, you know, they've already shot Love and Thunder. They've been shooting Doctor Strange. We can talk about that. Doctor Strange is supposed to be in the final. Well, yeah. Supposed to be in WandaVision. Um, so the, the, the stuff that isn't there, you're not going to get some drop. I don't right. think they're making a secret film like 10 Cloverfield Lane or whatever that one was that dropped on Netflix that yeah, J.J. Was- Abrams did in secret. No, it was a Paradox or something. It was, it was, it was, it was Cloverfield it. Paradox. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Yeah, Cloverfield Paradox. You know, here it is. Oh, what? nobody likes it. That was yeah. on Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a Super yeah. Bowl night. There was like the commercial that says streaming on Netflix in like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just Fantastic Four. They keep showing the the symbol. You know, I love the meme that came out that it's actually Cap Four, and, <laughs> and you show the people going. It says yeah. it's the four with someone excited next to it, and then next you see it's Captain America above the four. And then the, the, and the person shield. that was excited was just like, oh. Right. <laughs> Coming off the heels of the fact that they announced after the fine finale of Captain America now in the Winter Soldier. Which we have Captain America for. He would get a Captain. They were already mm-hmm. working on a film for yeah uh, for Sam being Cap, which makes me, you know. Like, You'll get one of those. At least. Most likely. You might get one or two. Yeah. It also depends on what they want to do if they do another Avengers. At this point, we look right. at it like there's not an Avengers film coming. So... You're introducing these characters to give you an Avengers film to give you the all new, all different Avengers with mm-hmm. Cap and Vision and Miss mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. and what's is on that Carol. Team? Carol's not on that team. I'm trying to think of those three characters are on the all new, all different Avengers. Right. Um, who else was on that team? Carol's on the one after that, right? Because she's the leader. No, Carol's Carol's on her own. <clears throat> That's when Carol is running a uh, sword. Okay. When she's up in the spacecraft or whatever. No idea. She was on new, she was on Tony's Avengers team. Right. After the Civil I thought War she split. Was, didn't she lead one with Black Panther on it? No, that's Ultimates. No. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. That series is so good. Al Ewing's Ultimates. Well, the Ken Rookford one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have those straight. I haven't read them yet. I got, I got all four trades a little while ago. There's four trades. There's there's two for Ultimates, and then there's Ultimate Squared, uh, which is not Rocafort. Yeah. It's somebody else, but it is Al Ewing, and it continues the story. Yeah, yeah. 
I read those. I think I read those last summer. I only got the Roquefort ones during uh, during quarantine. They're so good to read all four of them together. Yeah, Ewing is amazing. His stuff is so good. Well, you liked Immortal Hulk, so I haven't I haven't uh, read Immortal Hulk. Um, Ewing stuff uh, that I loved was um, oh my god, I think it was this. I think this was the first thing I looked at, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got that too. Relax. Did you get this one? No, I. The Bad Batch is fine, but I'm not like super. It's funny this because. When you buy it, when you buy the pin, it has crosshairs on it. Uh, and then you can take it off. You can take it off. Look at that. It'd be a separate pin. This is fascinating radio. Hey, uh, Especially since you're Omega. 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 We'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to <laughs> It's the teaser. Um, but yes, that's the Ultimates team. I don't think Carol's been on Avengers team since she was on Tony's team. Since she was on the. the It'll Frank be an Cho interesting. Team. I still don't think they introduce the X Men. Until you have AVX, I don't. And that's where you introduce the X Men until twenty twenty five or twenty. That's what I mean. The thing with Fantastic Four, this is my favorite part of this, is they just showed you all of these dates for movies you knew were coming, but also giving you definitive dates for Black Panther two and a title, and for Captain America two and a title, which really means something because you can have Carol, Monica, and you mean mean Captain Marvel two, Captain Marvel two, sorry, the Marvels. Photon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Monica. Yeah, Kamala. Kamala. I, was like, I could not remember her name. Well, I, you, I they, forgot about Monica. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the, the idea when they saw it is that you'll have a film that has all three characters because right. they're all connected. Obviously, Monica and Carol have a connection through her mom, yeah. Monica's mom. And if they give you the Kamala from the, the comic book where right. she idolizes Carol. Yeah. Well, they already said Kamala's going to be in it. Yeah, after well, when, they, when, so. when they mentioned when they announced her series, yeah. they said that she will be in Captain Marvel two. Yeah, now we don't know if because we, we we don't have a definitive date for Captain Mar or excuse me for Miss Marvel series, mm. so we don't know if she will be in Miss Mar in the Marvels first. I think it's I before because they, they, they don't give you a definitive. Remember, they give you a they give you a season. Right. It's like spring of that year, so I think it's so, the film. I mean, we could get Miss Marvel in spring and then get you know the Marvels oh, yeah. in November. Yeah, yeah it I sounds like it's, it's going to be the same sort of thing of what happens with Wanda and um, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. She is in it. Correct. It's a little different than we may have thought it would be, and it was a little different the reverse way of not having Doctor Strange in... Well, and you know what's funny? We we kind of said, you know, you know how we, when we go back, we always go back and forth, and we talk about with writing and things like this. We've talked about how if you introduced, you know, Wolverine or even his claws or something at the end of Avengers Five, or if you would have done it at the end of, at the end of Endgame, no one would have been talking about Endgame. All they would have been talking about is that after credit scene. Of well, yeah. Wolverine's claws or Wolverine, game, but yes, but it was still it would. But it that, would that's part of the reason it. that that's part of the reason the Russo brothers said there's no after credit scene, right? Because like it, we're done, right? The end of that movie is the end of that movie, that's right? And yeah. that ends that that part of it, yes. So the thing that I've been saying with all all of this stuff here, so we said it was the uh, things that <laughs> they give you all of these definitive dates or at least months, and all these movies are coming. They tell you Miss Marvels is coming, Wakanda Forever is coming. We've given you titles for these. Exactly where this is, exactly where this is. What was the chatter the next day? We're getting a Fantastic Four movie. Right. We're finally getting the Fantastic Four. We're getting the fin- So it's like we gave you all this info literally like two seconds on screen 
of like it just comes up and it says four and it disappears and that's it and there's no announcement there's no there's nothing there's no voiceover at that mm-hmm. point it's just the music at the end and then boom that's the end of it and that's all anybody's talking about so you have this slate of films for the next three years the rest of this year 2022 and 2023 not everything in 2023 it's in the beginning two years you get two years but it's there's three calendar years worth of stuff that's in there right yes. you're gonna get 2021 22 and 23 yes and all everybody cares about in terms of the internet is where's my Fantastic Four movie and why isn't John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in it? Jeez, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's been that's been the dream casting. That's forever. the dream casting. And I always, I keep yeah. telling people I'm like, look at who they hired when they hired him. You think of Robert Downey Jr. as a superstar when he was hired for Iron Man, he was anything but mm-hmm. right. You know, Chris Hemsworth. It. it um, someone just posted it. It was a. It was a story from the year before when you had Iron Man come out. And remember when we went to Comic-Con that year, and every question at every Marvel panel, even though Joe's up there saying, don't ask me about the movies. Right. I heard I heard that Matt Damon was hired to be Captain America, and I think it's stupid. So could you tell me why you guys did that? Like, we, we didn't do it. But there's an article that someone shared from, like, it's one of the trade things that Marvel is taking this huge risk. By hiring Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Chris Evans was a little better known. And they're like, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is in a Star Trek film for four seconds. Right. As, as you know, Shatner's dad or Kirk's dad. But right. he was, you know. And look how that turned out. You know, these guys are superstars now because of those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'd like to see them bring somebody up that's not... That's, that's what I mean. Known or you haven't seen in forever. You've seen the the people that they choose. But even now, you're it's are a, people that are not well known stars. There might be in the middle. Mark Ruffalo was not known to do those type of films. He did an action film no that really we can remember. Of. Yeah, he he he's a, you know an Oscar caliber actor. He did a ton of stage work. He was in a Tom Cruise movie mm. as the cop chasing him. Collateral, I think. Oh, he was in Collateral? It was, it was yeah. Collateral. Yeah. He's, the, he's the cop oh, that's chasing after. That that's like the only film I, I thought of when they said Mark Ruffalo's taking over the role. I'm like, I remember that guy and mm. knew some of his yeah. credentials, but mom and dad on the street are not going to, you know, or, or right. Bill and Jane on the street are going to have no idea what Mark Ruffalo is. Um, Cumberbatch was already... Cumberbatch was well known in England yeah. and to people that were watching Sherlock. It made sense, but trust me, my mom had no idea who Benedict Cumberbatch was. My mom knew who Robert Downey Jr. was because she remembered him being right. a sure. drug addict in the 80s. Um, well, Scarlett Johansson is the same thing. Scarlett Johansson. That, mm-hmm. I would say Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She was fairly known. She was fairly of known. Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. And then she did a couple of different films. And she did that that movie with Ewan McGregor where they're on an island or whatever. The Island. Uh, the called island. The Island. I think it's called The Island. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the... like. You know, in some way, Scarlett Johansson in the Avengers was the Alec McGinnis of, of Star Wars, where right. they knew somebody who had some sort of clout in the movies. Now, at the time, it was all these other guys can't act, but Alec McGinnis is Sir Alec McGinnis. Like, for God's sakes, we hired this Shakespearean actor, and he yeah. came in and he hated everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like, and that was part of the reason that they Samuel said they would Jackson never do. Known. But Samuel's role was so small. Right. Yes. It wasn't. Compared to the others. Um, one of the reasons that they kept saying that they would never do a black, or people would say they would probably never do a Black Widow movie was Scarlett Johansson demanded more money, commanded more money, not demanded, excuse right. me, commanded more money than anybody else in that cast at that time. 
So she would have, that would have been the most expensive thing as they kept going, obviously. Jeremy Renner was known. Jeremy right. Renner was fairly known, but wasn't, uh, again, they aren't huge. Hurt Locker was, remember, yeah, Hurt was Locker. Real, that was really the only thing I ever knew him in. He did that, he did that terrible, uh, board movie. Ugh. Remember he was the second born? Was that after mm. his role in the Marvel films, like in it Thor? It might have. It might have been. But I see, don't remember. He had just come off of the Hurt Locker and didn't he get nominated? I think so. Because I, I, I know I that remember. she won for directing. Yeah. But I think he was nominated. So, you know, and he was already on a They're higher in that note. middle oh, team. Anthony Mackie was in that movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie Larson had already won an Oscar before she took the role. Brie Larson, right. again, known for her acting, not so much as a superstar. Right. John Krasinski could fit into that type of role, but even now with what he's done, Emily Blunt could still maybe Amelia Blunt probably fits in that type of role. But it's the same sort of thing as they don't necessarily go after these people that are there. They usually find people that might be a little less known or, or they on don't their usually way. Go after fan hopes also. That's right. the second thing. That, the, right. the only fan cast that any that actually worked was. Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Right. When they put that in Wizard, when yeah, they used they, to do... Uh, but Cumberbatch was a fan pick, too. Yeah, Cumberbatch was not a fan pick like Xavier was. Everyone, no, not, in, the, like everyone in the United States was like, yeah. he has to play yeah. look at him. Xavier. <laughs> and then Fox was like, yeah, we hired him to play Xavier. Go. Yeah. And here's a shocker. He's really good at it. Hell, you probably could have gotten Grant Morrison at the time just to play Xavier. <laughs> Well, yeah, but when when you looked at Xavier, you, it was kind of like the drawing of you know of Nick Fury or Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. Right. You know, they purposely drew that character, and I mean, yeah, and I'm the not saying Xavier. Point. You know, it just so happens that Patrick Stewart, from even in the middle of the 1980s, right, looked like Xavier. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All you had to do was get rid of the hair. Almost his entire acting career. That you remember him from, but yeah. it's not. But it, it's not just his, you know the, his, having the physical look. He has that physical presence too as an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, you know, he, I mean, he went to the Royal Academy. You know, well, when you read Xavier, you read him as a teacher, as a yes, knowledgeable person. You read him as a captain of the Starship Enterprise. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, that one that one completely made sense. You know, Tom Holland is a perfect Spider Man. Yeah, but again, we weren't looking at Tom Holland. No one knew really who Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom, yeah, it, it, Ar- when uh, Tom they, Arnold. Tom, yes, Tom. Oh, Tom boy, Arnold that's a Spider-Man? different. That's a different movie. Um, what if the Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. pick? Yes, was the one where people were going, "How the hell is he going to be Tony?" And it was, "We're going to take some elements of Tony, and then he's going to take them up to 11. And then the flip side of the synergy is the character in the comic books is, became exactly like Robert Downey Jr. But the, but and so did just about every other character. But in the even Marvel Downey Universe. Jr. as a person, you know, he went through a lot of the same trials and tribulations that Tony had gone through. Yeah, there's that one where like his director tried to kill him in a big robot suit. Well, al- you know, with yeah. alcohol and you know, with with yeah. But the thing is, with being you in notice, trouble, you notice in the MCU outside of of Iron Man two, he has no problem with alcohol at all. Iron Man two. Really showcased it. Yes, but he keeps drinking yeah, after it. He still it. does drink. Yeah, that's the thing. No, yes, he d- he makes a drink in Avengers. He make if you know he ever drinks it. Though. No, no, no. Yes, he does. He sips it when he, he says not a good plan in the original Avengers. Yes, yeah. but Iron Man two was before, it's before that. Two was before that. Yeah. And then Iron Man three. In he's, Iron Man three, he's not drinking at all. He's drinking a, a a tonic to help him with his you know with his 
the he yeah, keeps the drinking virus. because he's drinking it in Age of Ultron in the party. When they're li- trying to lift the hammer? Mm-hmm. Oh. He keeps drinking. Well, then that's stupid. Let's bring a storyline mm-hmm. in where he's supposed to demolish mm-hmm. or get rid of that demon and then... Nope. Oh, okay. We won't go through with that. Yeah, because... Well, was, they never really... Yeah. I was thinking Iron Man 3, when he got rid of it, he was kind of his... They way. never really nope. got on his case about his drinking, though, either. He was well, just yeah, drunk at the... Well, just the, he was just, just drunk so, at the party, but that's right. it. Yeah, and then... And then like, hey, you're Fury, an alcoholic intervention type crap. Sam Jackson, playing Sam Jackson, sets him straight, but he still is able to drink. And so I always hated that message, because the whole message of Demon in the Bottle is... As perfect as Tony's life was, as someone who's a superhero, as right. someone who has seems to have all these boxes checked off, he's super strong internally. He has got will. He's got heart. Sure. He's got, he's got willpower. He had to give it up. In the film, he has the equivalent of a small nuclear weapon mm-hmm. in his house. He gets beat up by his best friend, and they try to take it from him. And then the next thing you realize is... He has 80 of them. Right. And nobody cares. Right. And he's still drinking because his internal power is enough that once he saw the consequence of it, I can still drink. But I, I, I'm not going to get drunk anymore. But even when you I'm got... Gonna get, I'm going to drink, but I'm not going to get drunk. That's my... And it was a pro To me, I've never liked that. And yeah. they try to play around with it with the PTSD of Iron Man 3, which they sort of do a little well. Mm-hmm. And that there is, like, his mental health isn't. And that goes into Age of Ultron. But when you get to Iron Man 3, he's not drinking alcohol anymore. Well... I, I take that back. Except for in Iron Man three, he so doesn't. He gives it up for one movie. In Iron Man three, he doesn't drink at all. But yes, Age of Ultron, he does have the drink at the party. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a virgin. I but but after that, <laughs> after that, you've never seen him drink again. Stop defending him. You don't right see team. him very often. Usually, That's the right. only time you see him is when. I mean, you see you, him you yelling. Forget, you saw him you, yelling at Peter. You see him yelling at Doctor Strange. You see him yelling at Spider Man. So and then you see drunk. him in space with a moon being thrown at him. Well, he's not going to stop in the middle of Thanos throwing a planet at him. You go, see hold him, up. You see him. This butt's for you. <laughs> you see him get engaged to Pepper. Mm-hmm. And then yells at Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> he yells at Happy. He yells at Spider Man. He yells at. He yells at Cap. Maybe he should have been drinking. You think, you think, you think he wanted to drink when he came back? Symptoms? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the whole the second half. Yeah, it would have been interesting if he tried to play off that he he created Ultron because he wasn't drunk. He's like, look what happens when I'm sober, Steve. Mm-hmm. I create murder robots. So Iron Man Four will be Demon in a Bottle. There's not going to be an Iron Man Four. There's an Iron Man Four. It's called Black Widow. Um. Yeah. I was trying to think where we were, because we were just talking about all the date changes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's what it was. You brought up Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was originally supposed to be in, this is where I was talking about uh, Wolverine, and then we got back onto the Fantastic Four. Uh, Doctor Strange was originally supposed to be in WandaVision, the last episode. Doctor but, Strange was supposed to be a part of the entire story. But mainly in one division yes. and was going to show up and was written out. And then the, the, I can't remember the producer's name all of a sudden and the showrunner, they said in the interview, we had already coordinated the contract for Benedict Cumberbatch. We talked about mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the shooting schedule when he was going to shoot and all of that. 
And as they looked through it and realized that having him kind of come in and mansplain magic and yep. power to her, they decided to remove it. Because it takes away the from original. Wanda. The original idea of the commercials yes. was that it's strange trying to reach her through the astral plane, through magic, through whatever. That was the mm-hmm. second. To try and show her that something was wrong. That mm-hmm. was the second choice, trying after deciding that he shouldn't be in there mansplaining, that they wanted him still to be a part of it, so it was going to be him putting the commercials. No, that was the first choice. No, was, that was the second. Because they were originally going to have the him first, in. The first, short, the first choice was that the commercials were going to hit, and he comes in at the end and says, I've been trying to reach you. I've been putting these commercials. I thought, I thought this was the second choice after no, not having him in. Because then when they don't have him in at all, they kept the commercials mm-hmm. and the commercials are now internalized as to Wanda's doubts and fears or whatever they're Correct. going through. And it's just interesting because, you know, when I talked about for a while that, oh, cool, she'll, she'll be the villain in, in uh, Multiverse of Madness and then realized that that idea doesn't make sense from a, from a mass audience thing, it's sort of the flip side of it. it was like he was supposed to be in this to try and tie those things in and, right. and get the two of them together. I think it's easy enough for audiences to figure out why Wanda's going to be in Multiverse of Madness, well, and it'll be explained in the movie rather than hey, you got to watch nine episodes of this TV series from last year in order to figure out why she's here. But they did say that they had because they took Strange out of Wandavision. They had to rewrite a portion of Doctor Strange 2 yes. in order to explain why he wasn't there for Wanda and how this, you know, how they connect. Yeah, you're going to have Mephisto fits in, right? Yeah, you're going to have Mephisto to inter- very well could be the enemy in, the, in Doctor Strange. You, 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 we're always going to have to introduce to audiences that she's here for a reason. Yes. And you can't, again... You're not asking the majority of audiences that have probably never seen WandaVision. As, as popular as WandaVision is, it's ridiculous to think that the millions of people that are going to go see Doctor Strange 2, that all of them sat down for you know eight hours to watch nine episodes of WandaVision. So you do have to, in the movie, explain the sort of, right, that sort right. of thing. You get away with, you know, when you get to Infinity War and you get to Endgame, you're like, look, if you haven't seen all these, that's on you. Yeah. You know, like we've been putting movies out, but the same that was my complaint about Age of Ultron was in Shield. You had a, a three quarters of a season of Shield based off the idea that Coulson's keeping some sort of secret. Right. You want to find out what that secret is? You got to go to the movie. You go to the movie, you, you, and he's not in it. <laughs> he's not in. All they it's say just, is, it's just like, hey, I got a friend who gets. Uh, I really I, the one thing I, I, when I was watching Age of Ultron last time. And knowing, you know, how S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything fit in afterwards, it would have been really cool if, and I know it, it would be really hard. Cause, I mean, you really, I, I guess you don't really have to in this one. But when he says, I got this from a friend, you have Coulson step into view. And that's exactly why you didn't do it, was because movie audiences still thought he was dead. Right, I know. You, it, it's it's a... <clears throat> It's a creative choice based on the reality of audiences. Right. And the reality, when you're writing that scene, the reality of you writing it, the reality as a writer, as a producer, as a director, as an editor, is to say, no one, no one's going to know why the hell he's on there. No, I know. And they're not going to go exploring. 
again, most people aren't us. We read a comic book and like, oh, hey, so-and-so's alive again. What the hell happened? We'll go find back issues. We'll go right. find trades. We'll figure out how do we get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started Hickman's X-Men, I, I had gotten like the gold and blue trades and then decided that entire era had to be mine because I want to know what was happening. Right. So I spent most of last quarantine hunting down every X book. <laughs> and I, I'm happy to say I've read none of them. Because of stupid. Now, here uh, is a way you so could have done it. If you if you took my suggestion and you he steps in the frame when Fury says it, right? And then you still go on into the whole, you know, rest of the battle and everything because you don't really. You but it know, doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. But see, it, it doesn't mean anything at that point because Cap and them don't know. It's you know when he says that just from a friend. The only person. No, no. What does it mean to an audience member? No, no, I know. I'm saying, but then if you did the explanation on the, you know. Mid mid credit scene, or you know, why? But then you have to explain it. it yeah, but that, but see, that's just it. You have to explain is, it. This yeah. is the problem I'm saying. You that film dies right there. That, I know. Because I understand you're that. getting to it, and it's not about the rescue. It's not about Quicksilver dying. It's about why the hell is Coulson there? The last right. time we saw him, he had a scepter through him, and he died in Fury's hand. No, I understand that. That's why. You, that's why you can't do it. And that's the why you flip, don't. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. What you're saying is the flip side for the season of Shield. That yes. was my problem with it. Yes. I watched three quarters of this, and the payoff for what Colson's lying about, which, first off, why is he lying to his team about having a helicarrier? Right. Is half a second of footage from the movie the next month says, hey, guys, I did that. <laughs> oh, it's okay now. Mac, who wanted to kill him, yeah. is now like, all right, man, you're my brother, and then just hits his skips or whatever. That's the problem. That stops that whole show. Yes. Because everything that you've led up to, the payoff for that is something that doesn't matter to your show. Just as Coulson walking out of the helicarrier, I call it helicarrier, the helicarrier doesn't mean anything to the film. And that's what I'm talking from a story story standpoint. That's what I'm saying is it can't happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. Wolverine's clause, if, if if you did it at the very end. If you had, you know, Coulson walk up to or have Fury walk up to, to a figure that you see in the shadow, like, I really hope you being able to, to you know, I'm glad you found the helicarrier. Thank you. I'm sorry, you, but yeah. and Coulson walks out short because it's the end. Yes. Thor's hammer, uh, all the end credit stuff was something that led to the next thing. Right. When the the, the, the pager in Infinity yeah. War, you're like, what the hell is that symbol? A lot of audience is like, what the hell is that symbol? And the rest was like, it's Captain Marvel. She's going to come and save the day. At the end, every time, girl, just stay on Earth. <laughs> Like what the hell? What is going on in the rest of the universe? Yeah, as soon as when when she brings Tony back in Endgame, why is he yelling at Cap? Yeah, why isn't he drunk on yelling at, at Carol? Like where the hell were you? <laughs> like you carried the ship across light speed in order to get in. You can't punch him. No, I got to deal with a dude with a spider and a guy with stupid boots on his <laughs> feet that decides to <laughs> screw everything up. Boots on his feet. Got boots on his feet. That's my power. I fly around a little bit. And then when I go through the portal, I got to stop and take my mask off, just like everything else. I love that portal scene, but God, the, when they come through, it's so stupid. <laughs> just that, the Drax. <laughs> and then everyone takes their mask off. Like, why are you taking <laughs> Hey, there's that alien Romato over there. There's a whole bunch of people. Yeah, hold on. Let me take my helmet off. Let me take my mask. Gotta show my beautiful face. But he's on Earth. He can breathe the air. When rescue lands and the thing opens yeah. just yeah. have the audience go, Woo! no 
You don't they have lasers. Close that. <laughs> you don't need sequins. Yeah, that's, I want that scene where Tony's looking at her like, no, what are you doing? There's Have another. I not taught you anything? There's no, another he one hasn't. Was... There's the other problem. There's no reason. That's She's the one. Of all the characters that are in there, there is absolutely zero, 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 zero reason for her to be there. And that scene with the two of them together where they're shooting, she wouldn't know any of that. Yeah, but yes, she does. Know, in Iron Man 3, she, yes, she puts does. on rescue. She puts on rescue for no. Like, no. Or she puts on a machine. Uh, she had the arm for half a second. She has the arm at the end. That's it. He okay. throw, he, actually, he on, throws her in the suit in because, the very beginning. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. But that suit basically she's can not, move itself. She's not battle trained at all. And the it's fact she, that time, she doesn't. Well, here's the thing. She doesn't get that suit until Endgame. Look, right. when she because gets when, the extremist. Morgan has the helmet. Mom, this is a secret for mommy. It's like two weeks. This, when, when she gets. Uh, when. when <laughs> when she gets the extremist serum in Iron Man three, uh, that's where she gets all her fighting skills because she can fight in you know. Well, she picks up a, a some metachlorians for her to for her to have some sort of martial arts training. Yes, yeah. The same thing with with in, again in Iron Man three when Tony invades the compound and starts to kind of be bewildered. I said if he had just put put in a line like, "Thanks, Steve." Like, yeah, Steve. We've talked about that yeah, forever. Steve would have. I can make the leap to the idea that sometime during their time as the Avengers, Steve taught him how to punch. Right. Mm-hmm. Hell, Rhodey teaches him how to punch. I mean, he went through basic training. He's right. got to have basic fighting skills. Where's the time to teach her how to run a nuclear-powered suit to back-to-back and shoot and kill all these things? It just doesn't. You Friday's know, controlling it. I'll buy, I'll buy Banner in the Hulkbuster costume in the first one because he's Banner and he's super smart. He and then he doesn't he, know how to do it. But he also says that they say that he helped build the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah. So he knows something. But even then, you see him not able to control it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when he trips and he falls and he's like, okay, I got to get used to this. This isn't the normal thing. Yeah. Well, Pepper's like a coach. She just watches the replay videos of what, everything that Iron Man's so she's done. Just photographic and memory. She just learned it and absorbed it. We also do know in Iron Man Two, Tony was doing martial arts training in the ring when he's first introduced to Black Widow. Yes. Yeah, he, with his subordinate who's never going to hit him. <laughs> And obviously not a good person to teach him because Black Widow kicks his ass. Well, that's the thing. Maybe maybe Natasha taught him some stuff. Well, then it would have been cool if he would have said, you know, thanks, Nat, or something like that. Yeah. Or remind me, hey, Friday, remind me, or hey, Jarvis, remind me to thank, you know, Widow for those moves or something. I think it's mm. Friday after Jarvis becomes Vision, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why I said Jarvis. Yeah. I corrected myself. No, no, no. I remember um, so, Andrew Garfield has said he has not been contacted to be in Spider-Man No Way Home, so please stop asking me, asking him about it. What's Spider-Man? Taller Ruse. Well, here's the thing. Really None of those guys have been confirmed. Everything, Tobey All Maguire of this has long. been a rumor that Tobey Maguire and Charlie Cox and everybody under the Santa sun Claus. Yeah, okay. is in it. So... We're just running under the assumption that Spider-Man 3 is a multiverse film. And the I don't know why we're running. I don't remember where that started. I guess it was. It's because Doctor Strange is in it. and But Doctor Strange is in his own it's multiverse because movie. the end of Far From Home has the scrolls and Nick Fury up on the ship. And, and on yeah, but that has nothing to do with the multiverse. 
that's where the whole correlation came with it, though, is that because he says something about well, the yes. multiverse. So the, the, like the idea, yes, when they're in the cave or whatever is the multiverse, because they say that Mysterio's from a different dimension. Turns out he isn't. Yeah. So if the, maybe the science is right, but where does that play into? I mean, we'll see. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing is we don't we don't have a synopsis of the story. We don't have an actual cast list other than people that have been in previous uh, Marvel MCU well, Spider-Man IMDb films. has it. Up. No, and they have some others on there. They also have... I'm going on to Well, there's set Pro photos, right too, of of those suits from those movies on stunt, uh, like stunt doubles and stunt actors. If so we're going to go so why. far as to say that what Andrew Garfield is saying is a ruse, that seems like an easy ruse, too. Yeah. To just kind of put it out there and be like, hey, let's say, like, look, if I was if I was making a movie, that would be me. I would totally make every Spidey suit and put it in pictures, you know, on the set and everything just to kind of freak everybody out. Like, oh, look, we're going to get all this. And they're just going to go to the movie like, nope, it's just. Okay, so I'm on IMDb Pro right now, which is different than IMDb. It's more of the hidden pro, you know, you I mean industry side it's of It's more things. pro. Yeah. Um, well, some, one person's actually going to listen to this and get him kicked off for like sharing this. <laughs> Betty Bryant is still going to be in at this time with the same girl playing her. Yes, because the J. Jonah Jameson is the same person too. Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is is in the movie as Doctor Strange. It does have uh, Jamie Fox as Electro, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, Ned, and then uh, Flash are all. That's the oh. confirmed cast members as of right now. Flash has already been in it, hasn't he? <laughs> Tom yeah, Holland's not even in the movie. I honestly, I skipped. I that know. would be amazing. <laughs> you just, no, I, I skipped Zendaya, I Zendaya and uh, that would, no, Tom Holland. That would be hilarious. The movie opens and it's Tom Holland's not in it at all. Because, like, look, we can only do three films with him. So we wanted to do one more Avengers film with him, so we didn't put him in Spider-Man 3. It's Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield fighting Jamie but then you know Paul Giamatti (laughs) and then there's some you know of the uncredited and you know background people you know that they have on there but they don't that right now as of right now there is no confirmation of Tobey Maguire or Andrew if they are in that film it's probably going to be something that's going to be revealed with a trailer and he may not have Andrew Garfield at all in it yeah, because nobody likes those films. Yeah. Even Andrew Garfield doesn't like those films. Oh, he loves those films. No, he doesn't. He, you should hear about how much he talks about how I much think, he loved playing Spider-Man. Oh, he can love playing Spider-Man. Those he loved those movies. Those I think films. Ethan really has a thing for the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Nobody has a thing for the Amazing Spider-Man films. No. I think you secretly like him. Is that your like, guilty pleasure? I've watched them once each. I haven't watched them since. Andrew Garfield's your thing, huh? Oh, yeah. He replaced... Uh, Just Galva? <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, hey, was the other one I said Haley Steinfeld or somebody? No, it's uh, Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl, that's it. <laughs> God, I hate her. I hate her so much. Um, and hate's a strong word, you know? But I feel like it's necessary for her. You know what? If, if the other two Spider-Men are in... Far from nowhere home. No way home. <laughs> Far, from, Far nowhere from nowhere home. home. 
Spider-Man 3, Farfic Nugan. That's what Farfic. it should be. <laughs> uh, that's the German That, that should have been Spider-Man 2 should have been Farfic Nugan. That'd what worries me is... goes to Europe. I'm worried that Venom is going to show up from the... You know, Everyone's already... That's the rumor is that Tom Hardy will be in it as Venom and uh, What's-His-Face will be in it as Morbius. Oh, that yeah, Sony's going to use it to promote their own films. Yeah. With that deal that everyone's like, oh, it means all of these are... I was like, no, it doesn't mean it's canon. Just calm down. Everybody calm down. Kevin Feige does not like films. He didn't executive produce. He didn't executive produce Venom. He didn't executive produce Morbius. So it's probably not going to be here. Why do you use J. Jonah Jameson? He's not in those films either. I don't know what to tell you. Why do you use Omni-Man as him? him? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... That's my fear is that they're going to push those into it. It's a... It's a push because the end of Far From Home, when you have, um, why can I never remember his name? Jay Jake Jillian. Jillian? What's Jay that? Simmons? Jake J.K. Simmons. Oh. J.K. Simmons show up on that screen. As Omni-Man. As Omni-Man, yeah. I don't like him as Omni-Man. Really? I keep hearing, I keep <laughs> hearing <laughs> Jay Jonah. Jason. Oh. James. And he's got like a little bit of like a, he put like a, not necessarily a lisp. I don't know. There's just something... Mm. I mean, when he gets mad, it totally fits. But I yeah. think when he's when he's sort of whatever, it just when, when he's just being that, dad or husband, yeah, you're like, eh, okay. I still um, gotta watch that. Invincibles is really good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You should because that would, that would actually that would be an interesting discussion for that final episode. Yes, there's a very interesting discussion with that final episode that I thought I was alone on, and then went to Twitter and found out I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to talk about that uh, some, yeah. mm-hmm. off the air, uh, off the Ethan. Off the Ethan. Um, Please don't be on the Ethan. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Tonight, on the Ethan. We talk about Omni-Man. <laughs> the final episode. And his hatred the- for Catherine Heigl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the, 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 that moment throws you for the loop. Like, why am I seeing the same character I saw before? Is, yes. it, is it just, you know, like I said, I really... I would do everything in my power to have a Fantastic Four film where Chris Evans is cast as Human Torch. And Michael B. Jordan is cast as a Human Torch also. And the two of them, they're like, you, wait, wait you, like that Spider-Man pointing at each other. That should be part of the what ifs. That should be part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, look, if we're going to go into the multiverse, mm. how is that not a part of Fantastic Four? Just go into it. If you're going in the multiverse, just really but go into I it. I mean, we have two have films two coming. Characters show up looking at we have two films coming that are part of, you know, that are going to give us the multiverse, right? We're going to have Doctor Strange. It's in its title. Three. And apparently we're going to have Spider-Man. What's the third? Uh, Quant- uh, Quantumania. Quantumania. So that seems Ooh, yeah, to be... Quantumania. Going... Uh, if you're doing that going forward, that makes sense to put in Fantastic Four. And then you could have that great cameo of two people that have already played characters in the MCU as completely different people show up as the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just Reed, you know, standing there watching a screen from another universe and like, is that cat? They like, just use clips from the old movie. That's what I mean. You like, use, use clips from the old movie and you yeah. just have them watching it and he's just like, is that Steve? Fro- uh, wow. All right. Hey, Cap. Hey, that's wait. Killmonger. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking that Quantumania comes right after. Uh, Quantumania is one of the last ones, isn't it? It's one of the last ones. It's February of 2023. I wonder if they're going to open up the multiverse throughout all the No, it's Ant-Man versus Hulk Hogan. 
That's <laughs> shut up. Movie. <laughs> you were doing so good until then. <laughs> um, what are you gonna do when the wasp comes for you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of a, a multi-Spider-Man MCU film? You are going to lose audience. I would rather only not lose see... them like they're not going to show up. Like their heads are going. I, I can't oh make yeah, I would only want to see Peter and Miles, like Tom Holland, Peter and Miles. Yes, so that's all I would want to see in terms of multi. I think, I think if you're going to do, yeah, if you're going to do, you can throw Spider Ham in there, whatever. Leave that to the cartoon. I yeah. yeah. If if I do Miles, I'm not doing him as a as a different universe. You know, I'm doing him as in the MCU. Right. The only reason you did him in the in the Ultimate Universe was because they killed Peter. Right. And. You put that character and he gets super popular. We've proven that we can handle two Spider-Men, mm. two different people who have spider In powers, the and then later, 40 people that have spider powers. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like a spider force now. 40 men and women who have spider powers. Um, but if in the MCU my proper, mm. and especially if the new Sony deal allows me to do more Spider-Man films with Tom Holland, give me Miles. Yeah. Just give, just give me Miles. I don't need him from another universe. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, in Edge of the Spider-Verse, there's a Peter Parker. Yeah. There's the Peter Parker that looks like he's from the films, that, that kind of idea. Mm. And Miles is in that same universe. Right. The Peter that we meet is from a different universe where you know he breaks up with MJ and he gets fat and he's played by... Uh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Um, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. He's so good. State Farm Jake? Yeah, Jake from State Farm. Cool. Whose stunt double is Drake from State Farm. Um, that's what I would do. I, I yeah, cut no, the multiverse crap <clears throat> down to the minimum, right? Because I just don't think if you're a comic book fan, yeah, that's a big chubby. If you're someone that that I mean, there's enough people that saw all those films and have a problem with Endgame because the time travel makes no sense to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those of us that watch, you know, that, that read comics and watch all these TV and stuff where they're they're trying to explain the rules of time travel. It's hilarious because you're like, there are no rules. The rules are whatever the writer makes right. it. We've we've debated now for two years that putting the stones back shouldn't mean anything because everything changes anyway. Yeah. Because obviously the, the battle in New York changes. Cap fights Cap at one point, and, and obviously Loki leaves. And, and that's we're getting an entire series based off the idea that Loki disappears mm-hmm. when he steals a Tesseract. Yeah. What did Steve do to put that stone in the exact same spot? Does he go before and put the stone where it's, you know, it's just like, we don't know where those types of things are. We've been discussing that time of tribe travel thing. When we were going back and forth and Sebastian had these issues and you had these and everything. And I said, look, if they're telling you that Cap went back and everything's fine, then Cap went back and everything's fine. Even though it can't be because Cap stayed there. Whether he just spent the extra couple of minutes in 1940 to get a dance with Peggy and then left. Right. And she gets married and forms S.H.I.E.L.D. And he decides to just live his life as he normally lives it. Change yeah. If he jumps forward, it still changes it. You know, there's the, the one that says that one of the pallbearers is actually old Cap yeah. in Peggy's funeral. Because mm-hmm. um, there's like one you can barely see. And so everyone's like, oh, it's going to be. It's the, the Rex is the Santa Trooper in, right. in Return yeah. of the Jedi. It was that that <clears throat> reverse continuity that something happens that. That looks like it could be, yeah, or current the empty the seat. Chronic, the empty yeah. seat just happens to be an empty seat on the set because they didn't have enough extras, right? And now there's it wasn't necessarily intended to be an explanation, but it could have been in Gareth's mind from the start, going like that's supposed to be his seat. You know, right. there's the empty seat that's there, 
if we kill Krennic, that's the perfect person that would have been in that seat. And then you, have been there. you retcon the, one of the one of the extras that's in that you know scene in, in, in at the uh, Death Star uh, meeting room now is a colonel from you know the Clone Wars. Well, that was it. that's just finding. But that's the, a little. That, that's little just taking. Things. You have the characters there. Yeah, this is something where in 1977 it yeah, was the, not intended. The, in 1977, there's like, hey, there's a character here. Somebody just took that character and went, okay, that's you, Laren. And that's really, right. that's everything that the role-playing game did. It was yeah. try to find these kind of odds, bits, and pieces. The idea of having an empty chair that probably should have been filled on set, which was probably built with the idea that Vader was going to sit in it. Right. And never does, because David Prowse can't sit down in that suit. Mm-hmm. Um, became something that fans or Gareth or both filled in on their own. Right. So the same thing here, when you can't see a pallbearer in yeah. Peggy's funeral... You can in your head can and say that's old Steve. That makes zero sense because he still looks a lot like Steve. And he's <laughs> standing next to Steve, or it's the Peter Parker on in Iron Man Two. Worst. That now they've gone back and said, yeah, that's it. That's Peter. They never said that because the time doesn't work. No, they did. They went back and then he aged ten years in like four. It doesn't work. That kid's way too young to be to be. I've always seventeen that, years they, old. But, but Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Tom Holland doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think Kevin Feige went back and said, "Sure." Kevin but, Feige said, "No." No, I, I think he went back and said, yeah, "Sure." If that, if you if you want to believe that, that you know, it doesn't fine. work. It doesn't hurt anything. It, it doesn't work though. The time's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the time traveling. How long thing. is this episode? Actually, we're shorter than we've been on any of them. We still got. Two episodes of Bad Batch to discuss. So Loki's moving to Wednesday. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which Tom Tom Helen Tom, Tom Helen Tom Wow Hiddleston Take a breath. Hiddleston. Apparently, not only are there are too many Chris's, but there's too many Toms for him to keep track of. Wow. <laughs> so, anyways, the announce when the announcement was made, Tom <laughs> Hiddleston. God damn it. This is going to all get edited out, I think. Nothing no. ever gets edited out. Tom Hiddleston. Thank you. Put out a statement on Twitter or something saying, you know, that it was Odin's fault that. He put out a video. It was, it was a video. How, it was a video. How, you know, they always get these cool montages after we got that, you know, stories keep continuing mm-hmm. thing. He's like, we can see all the heroes, but what about the bad guy? And then you get something for Loki. And it's not that Loki's drop date has moved from Fridays to Wednesday, so it's so a, we're it's getting it two days sooner. We get we get the first one two days sooner, and going forward, it'll all be on Wednesday. Yeah, which it, it's the fun thing of when you know Wednesday is actually done for Odin, and it's like Odin kind of and whatever because Friday is Freja's day, and obviously he was closer with his mom than he was with Odin, and they moved it to Odin's day because Odin screwed up with it. Yeah, and the real reason Thursday. is we just drop. We're, we're not going to drop everything on a Friday anymore. And that's the big thing to me is yeah. all their individual drops. If you spread them out through the week, especially if you have multiple content, because I mean, like when we were starting on Friday, we're watching the Mandalorian. We're watching the Imagineering story and we're watching, uh, you know, the world according to Jeff Goldblum all on a Friday. And then we wouldn't and then, open yeah. the app at all. So then, you know, I mean, I wasn't doing that. I was watching the other one, like, on Saturday, I think, because mm-hmm. no one was really spoiling the Imagineering story. Hey, they made the small world. <laughs> what? How dare you? Um, so 
bringing stuff to Wednesday when you have multiple things, especially if you're going to have multiple things that kind of fits into the same genre. Yeah. You move that and it allows you to have two days where there's something new and something exciting and people will get into it. And Well, it makes sense, especially with a lot more content that they're putting out now. Yeah, now you you're, you're finally getting the, the COVID pause starting yeah. to catch up. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing stuff drop like on a Monday, for example. Yeah, I eventually. can see that. So, like, you have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have, five, if you you have, have five things, that, even if they don't fit into the same genre, and the way that, you know, we've said Disney does this week to week so that there's something new every week. So mm-hmm. they're not dropping everything at once like Netflix has been doing. And I think Netflix will stop within the next year of starting to put stuff out. I was really slower. surprised that Jupiter, uh, Jupiter's, right, shit. Jupiter's Legacy, <laughs> I, I keep wanting to call it Jupiter's wow. Rising, but that's something different no that was jupiter ascending that's ascending, jupiter yeah. ascending yeah it's awful uh <laughs> i've seen it a couple times yeah i know you have because it's awful um, um you would watch shit on a screen like six no, times or you know, yeah you would uh but they dropped all of it they dropped it and netflix drops all of it and i think within a year they're gonna i think at the end of this year where they promised new content 52 times and i think when they look at their budget and the amount of money they spent to have 52 new items just to have their ass handed to them by Disney Plus again? See, I think they should start it with Stranger Things. But since we just got the Stranger Things trailer for four, I think they should drop that once a week because... I think I think I said before, like, I have a feeling if they do it with anything, it'll be that. Yeah. That seems to be the right thing well, to do. Well, it's funny, it. so, too, because Amazon, for majority of their stuff... Dropped it all at once, and then no, they just stopped. Yeah, they stopped that just for years recently. Now. They used to. They yeah. started with the boys this season, I think. They started with stuff last year. <coughs> I think they even started with stuff twenty nineteen. It yeah. was. It may not have been as much high profile stuff, but just like Invincible. Invincible dropped three episodes its first week, and then the last. And that's the weird thing with Invincible, knowing it was six episodes or whatever. It was only on for four weeks. Yeah, you had the first three, and then four, five, and six. So in a month, it was over. Um, yeah. It'd be cool if Disney went to a weekly, you know, drop system where it's you know Mondays is X show, Tuesdays daily. Is, yeah, they have I a mean, daily drop system. Yeah. Yes, if they're going to do, it may be something where you, where you have if it's sequential storytelling or series, it would be Monday through Thursday, and then whatever is a single. You know, Haunted Mansion as a Muppets Haunted Mansion. Do you like Marvel special, Mondays? A movie. It's not even that. Star Wars Fridays. You just do. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do if we have. Because people are still saying Mandalorian season three is concurrent with Book of Boba Fett. And I was like, I don't think that's happening. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the. the sorry, guys, Mando three was a lie. Um, they're staggering them. The day, one, yeah, uh, it's got to be one or the other. Matter of fact, they said that the Book of Boba Fett is the next one, and Mandalorian yes. will be. Well, after remember. That. They told you at the investment meeting that Mandalorian was coming out at the end of the year. Right. But then when we watched the final episode, it says Book of Boba in right. December of 2021. And we said it when we watched it. That doesn't make any sense because you have Mando season three and Book of Boba. When you afterwards, when we read that they asked to keep Book of Boba a secret uh-huh. in the investors meeting, which was like three weeks before the end. And then after that, I think that. Farvo's already said, no, Book of Boba is first, and then we yes. do Mando 3. There's some article Nobody that believes that. that. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying, no, they're going to be together. It makes zero sense to me. These are really expensive things. You are not doing two of them concurrently, and you're not splitting your audiences, and you're not wasting the weeks. They may if have you, have, if you have eight and eight, yes, you can, you can film everything yeah. concurrently. But the other thing is, them. you're saying that instead of, you're saying that you're telling Disney Plus you want 
eight weeks of double content instead of what Disney wants you to watch is 16 weeks of content. Because people don't understand costs. People understand, like, everybody thinks this stuff is no big deal. Right. You know, it's like, this is expensive stuff. Even if it's done concurrently, it doesn't mean that it's going to come Look, out. And then also, when you have something that's very similar, I mean, as far as like genre-wise right. or whatever, when you're watching them at the same time, you get characters mixed up, things get jumbled together. The average person would get so confused as yeah. to what. Yeah, it's just like so. when Rogue One came out, came out and everyone was like, so this takes place after episode seven? No. Just yeah, when we get to it, it'll make sense. But yes, exactly. You're going to be watching, even if they did it every other week to give you 16 weeks. People are going to be like, "Wait, so why is why is the Mandalorian not with Boba?" I don't know. You know so, yeah. but the other thing is to move Loki to Wednesdays with theaters now reopening. It's not going to take away. As much of your viewership as you, I don't think that matters I don't think as it much. Have taken away. It, you don't necessarily remember. Remember, they moved Mando episode seven or something of the first season to a Wednesday because Star Wars yes, was coming out. On that's Friday. your own product. Sure, there's a, there's no product that comes out while that's on. There's no Marvel film. There's no Star Wars film that's being released when Loki's on. And that's also was a big deal. It was the final Star Wars movie, so they knew people were going to go. Yeah, but even at saying, that, I don't think people are going to go out on a Friday night to watch a movie and then say, well, I'm not going to watch this episode until I understand three that, days but later. You're, you're talking where? It doesn't. I don't think it's a part of the motivation. It may be an unintended consequence in the positive. Yeah. Where you're there, like people are going to the movies or people are going out on Friday again. Let's move stuff to Wednesday so that people are in. It's, it's you know, it, it makes sense. It's just like, why did Fox move X-Files to Friday? Because dorks watched it. Right. You know what dorks don't do? Go Not out on, on Friday. Friday. So you had your experience, your, your dork experience was to stay home and watch X-Files. Sure. You were staying home anyway. But now you had a reason. No, I don't want to go to the party. You have something to do while you stay I'm at going home. to watch Mulder and Scully kick alien ass. <laughs> um, I think it's an unintended con- consequence of it. Moving it to Wednesday, I think, has a lot to do with the fact of spreading out your content over the week mm-hmm. so that you're not dropping everything on the same day. Yeah. So that people will go and look at Disney Plus every day to see what's new. Yeah. That, yeah, that's or what not I'm just n- to look to see what's new, but just have some option on, you know, like something different. No, but I mean, it, the thing is, being it, all on Friday if night. you go on Friday, right now, all I have to do is go on Friday to find out what's new. Yeah, whether it's a movie, it's a TV series, it's a it's a new episode or whatever. If I get there, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. You can go new to Disney Plus. It's on there. Yeah. Now, even even though I know when Loki's coming, but now this is the start of them teaching you as an audience. There's something new on different days. I'm looking at that on Monday when it I come home from going work. To the, Tuesday to the, when I come home from work. It keeps you Wednesday going to the when I go more. Home. Thursday when I come home from work. Friday when I come home from work. Every single time, I'm turning around going, like, what's new on Disney oh, Plus? so you log in the app, even if there's not something new. Whatever like, it is. Oh, there's this movie. Like, there's something this. there that's new every up, day. It breaks up your, your new releases. Mm-hmm. But it also makes you go to the app. That's, that's the thing with Netflix. You can go to the Netflix once a month and realize everything that's new. Yeah. Because everything drops at one point, And you haven't missed anything, for the most part, because it's all there. In terms of... You, there's nothing. Well, that's the reason they did 52 new projects in 52 weeks. Is every week there is something new on Netflix this year? That was their plan. Yeah. I don't know how well that's going to do for them in terms of the amount of money that they spent to do that, and what you're actually getting in terms of content. But right, I know for me, 
Boy, I don't look at Netflix as much as I used to. I do need to finish Pacific Rim. I watched that first episode. I gotta finish that. Oh, that cartoon? Yeah. This episode was good. Mm. Animation's good. Very anime. Yeah. You know what animation is really good? Or animated series is really good? Rebels. The Bad Batch. Rebels. Uh, no, the Bad Batch. Star Wars, the Bad Batch. We've been waiting for this to happen. As everybody reads my t-shirt, they say, the Bad Bitch. Oh, that's true. That's offensive. Read it again. That's an A. You just change it to the I. Uh, well, the thing with it is we're, we definitely haven't been waiting as long. You know, it's funny when people like, we've been waiting. Yeah, we waited two years. Oh, I know. The Clone Wars, and that's what I'm saying is when when you got, it's, it's quicker. Mm. Obviously, we were waiting for it, but... It does feel like people weren't as excited because they're in those four episodes and they're fine. But I don't know if everybody having those last four episodes of season seven screwed the first four episodes. Of season oh, you, seven. you're talking about, yes, yes. Clone Wars, because you get those four episodes and you get the Bad Batch and you're like, oh, these guys are kind of cool. Where the hell is Ahsoka? Yeah. And then you get Ahsoka and you're like, why is she hanging out with other girls? Like, oh, this is boring. And then you get the last four episodes. You're like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of Star Wars. And then someone says, yeah, but the Bad Batch. What the hell are you talking about? There was no Bad Batch in those episodes. The first four? What first four? Clone Wars is a TV series. It doesn't exist before those four episodes. <laughs> um, I was excited because it... It's more of the animated series. No. Um, I was excited because of the, the time frame. That, yes. that right after episode, 60, episode 66. <laughs> Order 66. Right, I think it's the 66th episode of something. Um, right after Order 66, because it is an mm-hmm. interesting time, one that was explored by Karen Travis and then thrown into the trash. <laughs> um, it's an interesting time that you don't see a lot of, because obviously Episode 3 has to give you uh, a very... Vader's look. Yeah, Vader's you're, you're following it. the main characters. It yeah. doesn't really matter. We just saw the Jedi die like a bunch of punks. Yeah. Um, we obviously get some of it in that last season of Clone Wars. Yes. We get Ahsoka's part of it. And then we get it here, and it completely relights, rewrites Caleb Doom's history. <laughs> Watching it, I I as was sitting soon there as like, I as soon as I I saw was sitting there again. We're, okay, so we're going to spoil both episodes. Um, I'm not going to hit it. He he gets mad when I hit it. It's so loud. <laughs> you can hear it. You don't even have headphones on. <laughs> um, <laughs> watching. And they're on that snow planet or whatever on Forest Moon. Oh, that's Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Oh, is this right before? Because we knew that well, was Order sixty six was going to come somewhere in the middle of it. As soon as they so, say the on. master's name. Well, that's. I know what I'm saying. Just let me finish telling. Is we didn't know when Order sixty six was going to happen in the series, whether it was in the first episode or maybe a little bit later, and kind of once you know what a little bit about. So when he shows up, I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a mission. He's just there, and the Bad Batch guys are cool, and then they leave, and then Order 66 happens later. Because one of the first canon stories that they had in 2015 is the Kanan comic book, which tells the story of what happens on Order 66 on a completely different planet. He's with shock troopers, I think, if I remember right. I think he's with the red troopers that chase after him and how he disappears and everything. And... So he gets over there. Oh, the bad man shows up. All right, people are getting done with him. Execute orders. Oh man, you man, Filoni loves to rewrite canon. I'm getting this a text message as soon as he's uh, the 
this is the second time in a year yep. that he's rewritten canon books. Yep. And I can't help but remembering when we had the argument about overriding canon and you said they're never going to do it. Yeah, I know. Sebastian was like, movies, TV, books, comics. Each one's going to overwrite the other. And sure, yes, they're not going to be like, hey, the Death Star survived the Battle of Yavin. Um, and they wouldn't. Target's hanging on to a plate. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Look, y'all, Mary Poppins. I'm back, you know. But he's now rewritten a small portion of, of E.K. Ahsoka. Johnson's Ahsoka book. Uh-huh. And he's completely rewritten the beginning, basically uh-huh. the first two or three issues of the Caleb comic book. Right. Um and it is kind of a throwaway. We don't think we'll see Caleb again. No. Um, it's just sort of a, everyone's like, it's an Easter egg. I'm like, it's not really an Easter egg. You figure out who he is pretty quickly. Yeah. It is if you've never, if you never realize what Kanan's real name is. <laughs> right. You know, if you watch it and you just forgot who Caleb doing, it's kind of like me watching Winter Soldier and forgetting what Crossbone's real name is. Yeah. So when they call him, it's like, oh, he becomes Crossbones. I didn't know that. <laughs> when I watch it, I'm like, they're giving a lot of lines to this character and I'm like and he sounds like Freddie Prince and I'm like oh that's Kanan well as soon as I saw it I, I smirked and Beth goes what and I said that's Kanan and I never read and she that, goes and so, it's so good yeah, oh my god and she's going well no his, his name's Caleb they keep calling him Caleb I went yeah that was his name before he changed it because of the order 66 but as soon as they said this is the Jedi Master's name. It's still built, but yeah. Yeah. And that's I what was like, like, I knew it was Caleb. I knew it was Kane right. and Caleb. I didn't know where it was. Yes. Again, if it's just an episode of the Clone Wars, a battle in the Clone Wars. Right. And then they go back to Kamino, and then they go back on, the, on another mission, then, but Maybe. obviously that, that doesn't mean anything, because you don't have to reintroduce the Bad Batch. You know, you, you reintroduce the Bad Batch, but then you give the plot of the stories. Order 66 happens, and the defective clones don't have right. the ship work. So now, did you like the 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 shot for shot scenes uh, for the Bad Batch that were from Episode Three? <clears throat> Grievous getting into the uh, skate pod. Them. Grievous getting in the skate. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, they show you bits and pieces of yeah of, of uh, the Battle of Coruscant. Yes, because you see oh, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you see yeah. you see. Uh, Obi Wan and uh, Anakin rescuing the uh, the Emperor or Chancellor Chancellor at that time, and then you know there was a couple others like you know they were even they used the dialogue from the this is the Empire scene. (laughs) What the cat? Cat walked by. I said it's not the cat. It's not the cat. The cat cat just walks by. Um, Yes, they give you the. The speech from the Senate yes. is there when they go oh, back yeah, yeah. to Camino. Um, it's interesting. Again, my excitement came from the idea that it was going to explore that point right after. And how characters after Order 66 would react to the, the, the execution of the Jedi, you know, as soldiers and as whatever how they'd react, how the people without the chip would react to it. Right. Um, and I, kind of what the galaxy was like and how quickly it changed over. Because we've talked about, like, again, in the, the old EU canon, 
that the clones towards the end are all flash cone clones, which only get a year of flash training as their yes. bodies, you know, they come out as adults. And the idea was we put enough stormtroopers, clone troopers slash stormtroopers on enough planets that as soon as he says, yo, I'm the emperor, it's a galactic empire, anyone on any planet that turns and says, hey, I'm going to rebel. Wow, there is a lot of troopers on this point. What the hell just happened? Um, and he's decimated all armies other than his. It's not even that. It's that he places. Yes. The whole point of Karen Travis's book is that the fear mongering that the Republic does, obviously because they're controlling both sides, right, is all a lie because there's not enough droids, and there's not enough this, and we're fighting the war wrong. Blah 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 blah. What you find out in that last book before when you find it in the Order sixty six book, Imperial Commando Order sixty six, is um, that the plan was is to get clones on every single planet in the Republic, right? So as soon as he says we're being reformed into a galactic empire. He has a garrison set up. He has troops on every... It's Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. You know, when you're like, I don't like the... Oh, you tap my phone. Okay. Well, great. Um, That... Caleb was not the most surprising character to show up because there's another character that shows up that I was completely like, I don't think that's the same person. Um, This character that shows up in the same episode. Are you are you talking about one of the Caminos? No. Omega. Omega. No, we'll get to that later. <laughs> no. In the first episode? Yep. There's another named character in it. Who's super important. It's not the droid. Usually you remember these episodes a lot better than I do. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to think what characters showed up. I kind of watched them both at the same Cody. time. So. Hmm? Cody? Nope. No. No, you don't see Cody. Rex? Nope. No. They mentioned Rex, but... Yeah, Not in it. the first episode. Maybe I watched a different episode. It's in the first episode. Just go ahead and say it. And it, what, it what pushes this plot forward? I'm trying to... Who do they run into? Who are they supposed to kill? Oh, yeah, Saw Gerrera. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did that look like Saw Gerrera to you? From, um, from Rebels? Yeah. No, no, it, huh? it looked like the Clone Wars one. Did it? Yes. It looked a little bit. It it looked like the Clone Wars. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) What? It's better than. (laughs) You you can't hear anybody's talk. It's probably a good thing. You can't hear hear anybody's talk. Hey, you you are not one to talk today. Uh, Anyways, uh, the Salgarera in. Ooh, that's pretty. Where was that? Um, she holds up a Mando picture with Mando and the child. That's a piece of art. Um, so I figured I didn't think it was an actual photograph. <laughs> yeah, it's she went. No, um, Pedro Pascal was at the mall signing. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine how wicked pissed he'd be. <laughs> she just shows up like, "Yo, I met Pedro and I had a sign." <laughs> Uh, He's at the mall chilling. <laughs> uh, no, um, Sauvignon shows up. It's the same song. <laughs> Jesus! Hey. What the hell? heck? No, that's dumb shit. Hey, yeah, this is not your area. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Bad. Um. Bad. Saw Guerrero. Was uh, 
It's the same. It's the same look. I mean, obviously he's aged a little bit. It's not the same voice. The voice is different. The voice tried to sound like a combination between the original Saw and slowed it down with the draw of Forrest Whitaker. Isn't the original Saw Forrest Whitaker? No. The so he did the voice of Saw in Rebels. Yeah, I thought he did the original, but not the original. Okay, mm. but maybe it is the same. Yeah, I think it's the same voice actor, but he slowed it down and added a little bit more of a draw to it. Because Beth asked me, she goes, "That's not Forrest Whitaker's voice." No, and I went, "No, no, it's the actor." I said, "But that's not the way he did it in the original Clone Wars one." That was like, it, it was just sort of weird. As soon as they said they were going to Odor, I'm like, "Well, they're going to run into." Saw. Oh yeah, obviously. You know, and the beginning of the Partisans, um, and we know a little bit of Saw's story because we know. Jin's story, yes. In terms of what, and obviously we know the Rebel story um, of Saw as well. So it was I was hoping he would lose an arm or a leg just to start him on that transformation. He might still. He might run into I him again. I think he doesn't even have it when he goes. Yes, he, does he have it when he picks up Jin? He has some of the. Uh, I don't think he has the cybernetics when he picks up Jin, because so much of her, his partisans is in Jin's story. Right. Right. When she goes to pick him up. I don't He's know. bald when he picks her up. Well, yeah, that's because he's looking bald. But then, but then he then has he's, hair. And is the hair. There's not much of me left to kill. It's the best when he gets separated from somebody. Um, Save the rebellion. Save the dream. And then just like disappear into the crowd. There's a lot of going back to... Floney loves to go back to older things he's done. Everything's connected in his because mm-hmm. in episode two we go back and visit the deserted clone that had the family that Rex comes across. I had totally forgotten about that. Really? Yeah, I was like, I knew it was something when I saw it. Like this has got to be something. And then I was sort of like, isn't there a deserter clone that he runs into in Clone Wars? That like, because oh, they were going to turn him in until Rex realized. Yeah. But then it was funny that they mentioned, yeah, Rex came through here a couple days ago. So now we, you know, I was wondering if well, they were going what, to have that connection. Rex obviously, from what we know in season of season seven of Clone Wars and what we see in Rebels, we know that Rex goes away. Survives, yeah. And, and he ends up with other clones. Yeah. Um, so you would imagine he's doing, Rex kind of, to me, replaces Cal Scarada in sure. Travis's work in terms of him, like, going and checking on people. Right. That have already left the war. That the war to him changes, obviously, by the especially by the time he gets to Order 66. Yeah. And everything that happens and, and what he does with Ahsoka. Um, and what he how he treats the clones as, as they're trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, refuse to kill him. We're crashing, Rex. They're all going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just depends if we're going to die with them. Um, the... the the thing is, not to jump too far ahead when the second episode, but we get we go have them go back to Camino, and then we start to see the start of the the Empire, and we see the the speech and you know reform the Galactic Empire. And so on and Which so I forth. thought it was know, cool to actually see yeah. like a different part of that because when yeah, you see that like first when, speech in the movie, it's yeah. it's just in the Senate. Actually, well, it's it was, the same thing that they did in in Resistance really well when they had Hux's speech, yeah, yeah. with the First Order troops, and to see kind of the the fanaticism, and it was the same thing. Right here, I mean, it was very much. It was the more same interesting to see here it, because as they're saying, like, is it, now do you know what it's going to be like to do this? And, and obviously, they're very different in the way the clones are. Also, acting. their reaction to it, like well, that's what I mean. Is that yeah. was the most inter- interesting part to me was the Bad Batch's reaction. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because they don't have they don't have chips. They do have chips, but they've been they, they're defective. Yeah. yeah, so they're that's the scene to, to set them apart to say, hey, these are going to be the good. I mean, we know they're going to be the good guys anyway, because right. they're going to follow a squad of murderous clones. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you have them not kill Caleb right after Order mm-hmm. sixty six and everything. So you know that th- these guys are different. What do you like? Do you, you like the, the fact that Crosshairs, crosshairs is? Uh... Yeah, they give you somebody. <laughs> Everyone always like, where's my crosshairs with the Imperial armor? Where's my crosshairs with the Imperial armor? I can't believe they didn't release the Imperial armor. You see the gun comes apart, right? Yeah. And the figure. That's the way. That's, that's We found out what the holes were. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Pat Garrett. Yes. It's, you know, chasing down Billy the Kid. Totally. T- exactly. You know, uh, that his, and, and the thing with him is, is he, is he really following orders? Because even without the chip, he thinks this is the right thing. Is the chip inhibiting him to make him follow orders or is it a combination or is it completely, you know, is, is it somewhere in between or that sort of thing? And he kind of, you know, the original idea, again, going back, I always go back to anytime you talk about order 66 and the clones and everything, I always go back to Karen Travis's work and the idea in Karen Travis, there wasn't a chip at all. They were literally brainwashed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're grown up as soldiers in order 66 of the hundred orders they're supposed to follow is if the emperor tells you or the chancellor tells you, Hey, the Jedi are bad guys. You kill them immediately. And they did it without question because they were soldiers first. And it was, she used it as a way to basically talk about how the Jedi are idiots. Because mm. um, they are. I mean, the, the Jedis of the prequels are just dumb. Right. Uh, so that sort of that idea with him is the, the thing of like, I have no problem. As long as I've got a job and I've right. got orders to follow, I have no problem following them. I'm going to believe who my commanders are. Um, well, he says, a good soldier follows orders. And, but you see him struggle with it when he first says it. He's like, a good soldier follows orders. Right. Like, he's saying it out of some place that he I, doesn't I have recognize. Feeling, and then he, he goes whole hog into it. Yeah. Well, um, I have this feeling we're not, I mean, at some point, something's going to happen where, the, you know, he comes back to be a we'll part, of, um, part of the Bad Batch. We get, <laughs> it's interesting because this is the, the most we see the comedians. Yep. I, mean, I guess you see some of it in 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 Clone Wars, but I've forgotten some of it. Uh, they're not in it much. They're not in it much. So I like that they actually have like a little different design. Yeah, the the female scientist there with the red robes and everything. I thought she looked cool. We'll never get that figure. Um, we're never going to get Camino in because it's going to be really expensive, and you have to build, put it in a box that's twice as tall. You sell it as one of the deluxe figures, basically. Yeah, but who's <laughs> it's a detachable? Head. If Moloch wasn't going to be a deluxe figure that anybody bought, no one's buying Lama Sue. Um, Except customizers. All right, so let's get to the... So then we get a character that I don't remember her name. I know she says Amiga seven times in the first minute. I, th- I think her name up. is Amiga. It's Amiga. It's Amiga. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's Omega. Amiga. Yeah, her, name is, her name is Omega. They give her a New Zealand accent. I'm not sure why. Um, I because, she, the, it's a clone, because she's still a clone. And all the clones have had that accent. Yeah, but they don't have that accent. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's sort of a nod to Timmy Morrison being from New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily. Ow. Uh, but it was just kind of, it, it was it was an interesting choice. As soon as I saw she her. She is a new Ahsoka. Uh, as soon as I saw her, I knew fans would hate her. Um, she's, I find her to be adorable. Yeah, everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's really screaming smart. for her figure already. Well, we're getting it. We already yeah. know we're getting it. Um, yeah. It is interesting. We're getting a figure for a, a, a character that hasn't even in the first two episodes. Uh, right. Well, he was at the end of the episode, too. Is he? It's a hologram. Oh, yeah. That's, um, 
it, I mean, it's obviously she's a clone. She's a defective clone. Everybody, I mean, if you didn't know that she was a clone at the, when you were first watching that, then there's something wrong with you. I've always well, assumed everybody that didn't look like those really tall llamas and Camino were <laughs> were just clones. Is that why her name is Llama Sue? <laughs> really tall llamas. <laughs> That's, a, that's an interesting way of, of uh, yeah. putting it. But I assume that everybody else that weren't that race is that. Did you, did you see the picture that someone put of Timon Morrison when he was playing Boba Fett? They gave him a blonde wig and like Amiga as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Because she, she looks to be about Boba Fett's age. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe a little younger. She looks to be about Boba Fett's age in episode two, and there's a year or two between episodes. She looks two like and three. she looks like she's his age in Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so she's probably about the same age. She has an affinity for the Bad Batch because they're like her. So she goes on those adventures, and that's the the kind of push that we get. That's and just the, like them, she doesn't listen to orders. She just doesn't She doesn't listen to anything. Because <laughs> she's a kid. No. She's, all that. she's, she's going to be. The I find voice her to be an audience. interesting character, but I totally know that the Star Wars fans that just want, you know, I want Boba Fett to murder everybody in the planet. And I want the Emperor to blow stuff up. It's all cool. Luke Skywalker's got to like just have a big lightsaber. And they oh, go, watch oh, this cutie look crap. At Omega. And sure enough, the reaction has has been mixed. But there is enough of like, oh god, she's not in the whole series, is she? And people saying, look what happened with Ahsoka. Ahsoka's yep. different. Like she was just as annoying in that that yeah. movie. She's a little better in the first season. I think Omega starts off a lot better. The relationships between her and Hunter and her and Wrecker are very quick. Yeah. Um, no, Hunter. I mean, Hunter still is debating it when you get to no. The but end. her relationship to Hunter. Oh, yes, yes. Her idol worship of Hunter. Her idol worship. Yes. Of, of and the care for Wrecker because Wrecker has the same mental capacity she does. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It's true. It's true. That's, that's what they gave him. Every everyone who said that Omega was annoying. When I was reading the, it's one of the posts that you know Star Wars Universe or whatever made of Omega, and you know the posts for it were. I got to be honest. I found her to be really annoying, and, and Rex too. I found Rex to be really annoying. He's really stupid, and I hate that character. Again and again. I don't like Omega. I don't like Wrecker. I don't like Omega. I don't like Wrecker. I don't like Wrecker. I don't like Omega. So because they're kind of the same character. They're that character that's below the audience. You know, that isn't smart. That isn't, you know, this badass military. They ask the I mean, questions. Is, they but, ask the questions for the audience. Yeah. Um, so that the way that they can tell the story or tell, you know, mm-hmm. when, when they need to do some exposition, She's the character that would be asking the question on yeah. behalf of the Yeah, when you have audience. to figure out what dirt is, you're like, hey, have her play with the dirt. And, and <laughs> go from there. Um, I found her interesting. Uh, Arabella had a very interesting idea with her. Oh, she's... she's That she's force-sensitive. As soon as... Lama Su and the other, whoever her guardian was... Said that they took Omega. That they are... Pushing for Omega to leave. Ah, yes. Omega's the first attempt at... Uh, Force sensitivity. Uh, it's, for the first, it's the first attempt at Snoke. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. And she has it. And they're getting rid of her because as soon as that happens, 
the the clones are toast because uh, right. that's the only thing they're going to want to do, and they can't replicate it. Yeah, they they got some. She's she's a super soldier. Huh. She's a super soldier. So here's the thing, Omega. Because oh damn. wait no wait no, wait, no, no, wait no no I'm thinking of something and you realize you didn't read it. Didn't Omega read it. grows up to be Mara Jade. <laughs> well, there's someone that put in like Omega becomes yeah. becomes Phasma. I'm like you're way too early. Yeah, you have way too much time. Um, <laughs> the that would put her four year four or five years older than Luke at this point. Yes. Um, well, no, because she's probably what five to ten. Oh, she, she looks like she's like eight. Yeah, it's yeah. like seven or eight. Yeah, <clears throat> she's first grader. Yeah, second grader at most. So um, she she'd be just a little older than Luke. Yeah, but just be able to use a blaster. And again, we find someone who is better at everything than Luke is at this time. <laughs> Ezra, hey, he's a Jedi. Luke, I got planes. <laughs> Leia, she's an international interplanetary diplomat, Senate leader, rebellion. I got a T sixteen high hopper. Why is he on this plane? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I blew somebody away with the end of episode. I think with the end of episode three, what it should have been. You know, Bale turns is like, yeah. All right, Yoda and Kenobi are on my team. No, we got to disappear. Why? Got to protect the kid. Oh, you're taking both of them? No, no. The girl stays with you. What? Girl stays with you. She's got to learn how to be a leader. What's he going to do? He's going to go hang out in the middle of the desert until such a time that Obi Wan who sits there and does nothing until Deborah Chow makes him do something, decides it's time to take him out. When's that going to be? Probably the point when his aunt and uncle get murdered. <laughs> okay. Yoda, where are you going? Hiding out on the planet in the middle of nowhere. Why? Because the Emperor can't find me. Okay. Don't you want to kill the Emperor? No. And then now my new favorite. So the boys to be trained. No. What are you going to do with him? Throw him out. <laughs> Just put him on the streets, of course. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. This has what been bugging you for three be- weeks now. Hasn't oh my it? god, it's been bugging me for like four months. <laughs> Watching episode episode one on a on a you know like on TBS or whatever, and I saw that scene. And I was like, wait a minute, what's Plan B? <laughs> Like, does he just assume Mace has got to know that 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 Qui Gon's going to take him? Right? Is that that's how, that's that's how we retcon this? Is that Obi Mace is like, no, we're not training him. We, don't we should really him. train him, but we don't want to leave him with Qui Gon. And then Qui Gon getting killed screws up everything because then they're like, you know, the kid that just passed the trials. He didn't face the real trials. Like <laughs> we we're like, hey, really the, the invasion of Naboo's a trial. He just became a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knights don't really have Padawans. Give the kid who's more powerful than Yoda to that dude who just lost his master, has no idea what the hell's going on, is the second person in a millennium to fight a Sith, the first being the guy who just got killed. Well, I was just going to say, you know, he's done something that probably everyone on the the council, maybe minus Yoda, has done and killed a Sith. No, he's done what no one on the council has done. We don't know if Yoda has, uh, you know. That's the same. He, that's what I'm saying. He's the first person in a millennium yeah. to fight a Sith. <laughs> Except for the other dude who just died right. from a Sith. Oh, we're washing ourselves of liability. So, <laughs> I guess we now think we we're like America and wars make people great. <laughs> so, give the kid to the kid, the guy who just sliced somebody in half. Instead of maybe he needs to prime to process the fact that he just saw his master get impaled yeah. and die in his arms. He kills somebody. 
which we don't normally do. <laughs> That's why there's all these droids around because the creator of our universe is like, maybe I don't want to kill a whole bunch of people with laser bolts all of a sudden in a kid's film. Let's give them to him. There's not a lot of good decisions made. Episode two. Oh, you have a clone army. What's it from? We made it from Sifo Dias. He's been dead for 10 years. No? Okay. Hey, Yoda. Yeah, I got an army here. Cool. See you in a little while. Click. Makes no sense. <laughs> we started a war. Are you generals? No. Do you understand basic military tactics of an army? Nope. We all fight individually at or maybe in a few pairs. I don't know if you noticed, we went to an arena. There's like 30 of us. We got our asses handed to us by bugs. And our Padawans, you know, the, the people we're training, they're going to be your commanders. Yeah, they're going to be there too. And the Knights going to be... This, George Lucas created probably the greatest brand in the history of the world. Except for dinosaurs. <laughs> Those three episodes. Everyone is like, oh, the sequels are stupid. Go look at the <laughs> The prequels make zero sense, story-wise, unless you do exactly what Karen Travis did. And this is the thing that I've always said with, with episode eight. And I, I have to find that article because I can never give that gentleman credit where he kind of like bullet pointed all these things at eight, why eight is better than you think it is. One of the things that it says with what Luke is going through is realizing that the Jedi of the prequel era, the Jedi just before the purge, are stupid. Like, mentally brain damaged. You have to deal with what Papa George gave you. He's not writing this going, okay, so he doesn't get trained. Hmm. I wonder what Mace would do. Eh, anyway, Qui-Gon steps up and, you know, he's not thinking those things through. He's trying to get from A to B. This is why prequels are really, really hard. He puts forth a universe in which these questions now, if you're a super dork and you're like, I'm not just watching this just to watch it. And we do. We all turn off our brains and we watch it. We're like, oh, this is the part where, you know, Anakin and Qui-Gon duel with Darth Maul and the music is awesome. But when you have time to think about it, none of these make any sense. The intelligence is not there. Yeah. What Luke tells you is the rhetoric, the dogma, the, the theocracy of what they were doing blinded them to be so stupid as to give Anakin to Obi-Wan. To not have a backup plan if oh, if if Anakin goes bad, that I feel like I've just heard this. <laughs> that, that that to have the the clones. Show, no one questions this. Karen Travis did the same thing in those Commando books. Right. It's one of the reasons I love them. You have the Jedi in the book. You have the Ark Troopers in the book. Like none of this makes any sense. Like I don't. Why are we fighting in the outer rim in a circle? Why aren't they advancing? How the hell did they get to Coruscant all of a sudden? They're not even in the mid rim. Right. And now all of a sudden, Grievous has a fleet sitting over Coruscant, which is the most protected planet in the entire galaxy. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. Where are all these clones come from? We don't know who any of these clones are. What is all this? Because she's trying to explain the faultage that you have. Mm-hmm. Even Yoda with, you know, no, there is another. Who? Because right. he gives it to you. So now questions come. Who's the other? It's not Leia. You it assume be it. Leia. You assume it's Every, Leia. The audience assumes it's Leia, but the right. way that Obi-Wan says that he's our last hope, Obi-Wan knows Leia exists. At the time when they filmed it, at the time when they wrote it, she's not his sister. So on the screen, in George's mind, in the audience's mind, ooh, there's somebody else. And then eventually, once you write the prequels, he knows all about Leia. Once you write the prequels, 
R2-D2 is a jerk. Yeah, the old dude sitting there, I know him. I've known him for yeah. 20 years. Let me tell you about it. Because he never has his mind wiped. Right. By the way, <laughs> your dad, whoa. Mm. Some bad stuff happened. I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to wait till Yoda tells him. You know, confirms. No, I'm, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to wait till Vader tells him. <laughs> and wait, and on top of that, you have Yoda beating R2 with a stick over a light. As if he doesn't know who he was, and as as Yo, as if R two doesn't know who Yoda is, even though they've gone on missions together, several missions together, including one that was just the two of them. I remember many many years ago, probably the first year we started this, we had like a text thing going with Travis, or maybe all of us. And I point all this stuff out. This is the problem: never meet your heroes, never write their backstory, right? Because the backstory that we're given now. Paints four, five, and six in a very different light. Yes. And so one, two, and three can't help but do four, five, and six. One, two, or three are written in George's head as I have to get Anakin from a nine-year-old kid who's a slave to a Dark Lord of the Sith who decides to kill. And I have to get Luke and Leia born. And I have to get Luke. Yeah. I just I, I got to give him a woman, and I got to have the, the kids. The story he creates in that is so much bigger than that piece. Oh, yeah. That you can't help but start asking questions. Right. Because everything in it that affects Anakin, affects Yoda, affects R2, affects C-3PO. Yep. Affects Obi-Wan are all questions that you got to deal with in 4, 5, and 6 that you can't because you wrote them 25 years before that. Correct. So... The, the the story of Star Wars is almost more interesting to me than actually Star Wars, and these types of. But that's also that why. That, but that's also why people don't think. Uh, that's what they don't think about when they're watching Episode Eight. You know, I, I saw something today that said if you watch the, the Last Jedi up to the point where Luke said, you know, says he was wrong about about you know uh, Kylo, or you know, then stop the movie there and not watch Nine. You got a great, you know. Prequel or sequels, and I'm like, yeah, but you know the stuff with Luke. Well, then if you want to debate the fact that nine never pays off eight, that's a whole different thing. Sure, oh, totally. But the thing is, is what Luke, what happens to Luke should be what happens to the audience that sees episode one, two, and three. Yes, because what Obi Wan tells you, this fantasy of the Jedi, we're seeing it now in the old in the High Republic, but mm -hmm. what they tells you. Is not what you get. The era of the prequel, that last 10 years that we see between one and three, four order 66, these guys are morons. Yes. Well, so, they'll be addressed in the Kenobi series. Wait, here, it could be, it they might be. Can't. But here's what, here's the thing. And if you really want to think about this, this is how episode three should have ended with Obi Wan and Yoda and Bale. Is that Obi Wan says, "I can't do this anymore. I cannot go all you. Know, I, I can't be a warrior anymore. This is wrong. What we've just gone through is too much." That's the original ending of Episode Six. And then he goes off, you know, and, and he take you know, and he takes the boy and says, "I'm taking I'm taking Anakin's son with me, and I, I if if I need to train him or something, I will watch over him." If the idea is to and Yoda says, "Yeah, I can't 
we we need to just so remember when we were talking about episode seven, eight, nine, the idea of who Ray was. Yes, and I said if she's a Skywalker, it makes sense for Luke to abandon her to to abandon her for the fate that may happen, knowing that Ben was correct. If you put that in, that Obi Wan is like, look, everything that happened with Anakin was wrong. Everything we did with Anakin was wrong. The way we treated Anakin was wrong. We got in front of ourselves and allowed Anakin to turn to the dark side. Mm-hmm. This kid's never going to be a Jedi. But we need to protect. We need not to still pro- protect. No, not even protect him. He's never going to be a Jedi. We're going to take him. Doesn't make any sense when he gives him the same last name. But if he takes him to Tatooine, of the idea of yes, he's going to be there to protect him from what may actually hurt him on Tatooine. Right. Or if Maul or Vader. But remember, or he doesn't know Vader's up. still alive. So that's why exactly. He, but they, in, but there's in something honoring Anakin. He the keeps idea his name. would be him, him never to be. And the same thing with Leia. It's like Leia needs to go be something else. Right. That they should never know they have the Force at all. Just this. This is if if you were to go back and have Obi Wan be Luke from eight. Yes. And Yoda saying the jet. This isn't going to be stopped by the Jedi. This is the Jedi's fault. Right. We let the Emperor come. Something else, a, uh, uh, the Senate has to stop it. Yes. The rebellion has to stop it. The people have a, to stop a, it. A armed rebellion has to stop it. The Jedi can't be a right. part of it. And then you got to throw rebels away. Um, no, well, they wouldn't, you, well you, don't, you don't know, but I'm just saying, the idea of the Jedi shouldn't be involved in affairs anymore because through all this peace... It's the Jedi mm-hmm. who failed to protect the Republic if you from have the, If you have it in that moment there with Obi-Wan, Bale, but you don't. and Yoda, <laughs> if you did, then all of the prequels make sense. And then you have it yes, where... Yes, because you're, you're... And then you, then you leave the, the dogma out of it the when, prequels, they're doing, when they're training the, Luke. The prequels make sense in that the one thing we get that was sort of hinted at before is that the corruption of the end of the old Republic is what helped lead to its downfall, and it does. Right. Obviously, every... We're going to talk about Bad Batch. The it's kind of in there. The Chancellor manipulates the corruption of it to work for him. Yes, that's all. That's there. But the idea of this, you know, romantic vision that Obi Wan gives you of the Jedi is not there. You have to start dealing with those questions. And Lucas obviously didn't go into the the prequel saying. I'm going to make the Jedi stupid. I'm going to make the Jedi, right, you know, right, whatever. Right. He clear-cut good and evil, which he did in the first three. But he still had made them dumb enough not to know, but that's, not to again, feel, because they even say it in there. We've lost our... Lucas isn't that good of a writer. Well, could, they could have gotten to, relaxed in what they were doing. Everybody puts so much exactly, praise. But they don't, they don't address it them. in it. Right. One of the problems is what Yoda and Obi-Wan go through when they're on the blockade runner, there's no point where they discuss the fact that Everything has gone wrong, and we're responsible for it. Granted, this will probably Yoda be covered. Yoda himself. It will probably be covered now in the I Kenobi series. I don't think it will because, again, outside of, outside of a short speech from Luke in Episode 8, it is never, it's never really brought to – no major media is touching this idea. Yes, we'll no. see if maybe the Bad Batch does, but even then, Bad Batch is not going to be about Jedi. No, it's really similar to, in a sense, what's happening right now with look. Race. Rogue One fixed the plot hole with One the Death up. Star. I'm sure that Kenobi is being written to. This isn't a plot hole. This no. is this is this is a this is a major reimagining of what happens in the prequels. Yes, because of what we get that was not intended by the creator. I would I would 
bet you a million dollars. Well, no, I would. I bet you a buck <laughs> that there's no way. Look, I thought Philadelphia was going to make the playoffs. They're going to be last in their division. Um, Damn, it's already playoffs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shortened season. It's only 56 games. Yeah. So, uh, seven teams had their last game today. Oh, wow. And all seven of them are not making the playoffs. Um, <laughs> that George didn't intend for these types of issues to be in it. No. Because, again, he's writing from a through line. Yes. And he's got to, I got to make Anakin evil. I got to come up with a reason for Anakin to be evil. And I've got to do this in six and hours. And I've got to do it in six hours. And then, it, I've always said this, like, the stories that surrounded the Clone Wars, the books and the comics that we got, yeah. infinitely more interesting than the films because there's no way in those films they can really to sure you know everyone's like oh it's a senate speech and all this in the first one and it's boring but that's the that's the machinations of what's going on that's important rogue the, one the, is the, what the, a book episode would have been. episode two as boring as it is has the most important scene in the prequels and that is the fact that because padme padme amidala was being chased by the trade federation and runs away with her jedi soon-to-be boyfriend that Jar Jar Binks is left in charge and, f- and cast the final vote to give the emergency powers to the Emperor. Yep. Jar Jar Binks is the ultimate evil in the galaxy because he's stupid. Yep. Easiest manipulated. They're all stupid in the first place. Everyone is dumb. And at some point... Well, that's, how the, how, that's you're basically gonna, how Palpatine rises to power is through everybody else's stupidity. Yes, the way or he's manipulating able to, their stupidity. But also the fact that he can manipulate the Jedi. And that's, yes. where, that's where Luke's thing comes in. Is just like... We had our chance, and they had, we did it for a long time. And that's what I'm and saying. And something happened. And that's the, the interesting thing going forward for me is something like like High Republic that ends with an idea that there aren't as many Jedi in the prequel era. That there's a – there's a, the, the old theory – and it's not a theory, but it, the actual fact leading to the theory is that something like more than one-third of the Native American population on the East Coast died two years before the English – came for Jamestown. When Columbus found Hispaniola and found the islands, there were a lot more people right. up and down the coast. There's a plague that wiped out more than a third of the population, which allowed the English, when they came, to meet much less resistance, to be able to influence... Right. If the idea is that in the High Republic... There's thousands of Jedis, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Well, remember, planet Obi-Wan has, says there's tens of thousands yeah, of at a time. If the idea, again, we're running under the assumption as an audience that that's still true in the prequel era. If we get something towards the end of the High Republic that, look, we have X amount of Jedi, and by the time we get to the prequel era, we have a X minus 50. Yeah. That there just isn't enough. And that the, 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 the council is under stress. And in distress, trying to keep the idea of the Jedi alive, See, I like but the idea not of... having not having the wherewithal or not having the means to do it without the help of the Republic. One of the things in the first two books that we've read, the the, the Charles Soule's book and um, Kevin Scott's uh, uh, YA book for High Republic, is they're not as attached to the Republic right. as what we see in the prequel era for those Jedi. They're not on well. High Republic is pretty much attached to the. But the idea is that they don't take orders from the Republic. Oh, they sure. don't necessarily... The Republic and the Jedi, much more of a separation of church and state. Right. This is boring the hell out of you. Well, no, I, I, but I was like the idea... what you would get to in... in so, 
I, I, I said this on the show. Um, yeah, you're bored. Um, I, I, I said it on the show a couple of weeks ago. The idea that maybe yes. the end of High Republic gives us an idea of what happens in that two centuries between the end of High Republic, whatever we get from the Alkalite, whatever we get in the end of this type of story with the Nahil. You know, what if the Nahil are just like the clones? They end up wiping out a lot of Jedi, and those numbers just never recover. Right. What if we discover, because we have it, I don't think, unless I miss something, we haven't been told that Jedi are stolen as babies in the High Republic. What if that comes about towards the prequel well, era? Well, that's what I'd like as a as a means, as a need to try to replenish that every single person that we find with the Force has to be a Jedi because we're running out of numbers. Yeah, we're running out of time. There's a theory in in some scholars that Catholicism's uh, uh, you know Orthodox Catholicism you you can't use birth control was a reaction to Saracen and the and the oh, Muslims sure. of it, like what are these numbers we're outnumbered 10 to 1 yeah so you know what everybody needs to have children the uh, the doctrine of you know sexual activity is only for procreation is like we need people well that's why i liked your theory of mace being more of a militant yes that mace mace is if we get to the end of High Republic and Yoda's in charge of the council, but Mace becomes in charge of the council 30 years before, you know, 10 years before episode one, 30 years before yes. we get to the end that not to lay the blame on Mace, but that Mace has no problem with an army. Mace has no problem with a war. Mace wants to not necessarily wants to go to war, but realize thinks that he can be good at that. He the can need, he overlooks the- someone on that council. Yoda was too soft or whatever, so it needs to be... Sort of, or a sense of, like, accepting immediately that a Jedi that you thought was dead for 10 years commissioned a clone army on a planet you've never heard of five years ago. Without discussing it. With without council. discussing it. Right. Without any... Where's that question? Where's that missing scene? Where's the scene of the council sitting there and Yoda saying, wait a minute, this, yeah. there's something wrong here. Yeah. Opal Rance is saying, there's, he's right, there's something wrong here. And having... Stasis Ali and Mace Windu and and the little pig dude go, no, we're on the brink of war. They've captured our people. Mm. Um, there are, you know, they, they, Django Fett has fought Obi-Wan. Something's going on and let's go grab it and we'll, we'll worry about it later. We'll figure this out later. But right now, we're going to take that army and we're going to go to Geonosis and we're going to kill Count Dooku mm. and we're going to stop the Geonosians and we're going to end all of this and this, this is it. This, this is it. Yeah. Well, as soon as that's over, Dooku, of course, escapes. The army comes to Coruscant to be, you know, put into the, you know the, the Bail Organa at the at the the railing. Ah, darn! L.A. Law is not going to happen this year. Um, <laughs> all of that is now the Emperor's push of like, I, hey, I need you guys. The, the war, let's go. You got to be generals. There's never time. To figure out what the hell is going right. on in Camino, deep layers that you're not going to get in six hours of film no. time, um, that can be explored in other places and may have been in. But some here's the problem with the other places. In just looking at a lot of the chat groups and stuff, sweet Christ, it's almost nine o'clock. They don't pay attention to the other media. You know, no, but they also don't ask these questions. <laughs> That's true. Because I think these types of questions are very... Their questions are, when's Starkiller going to be I'm in not, it? When's Mara Jade going to be I'm in? not saying these questions to say that 
you know, oh, Star Wars doesn't make any sense and it's bad right. and it's stupid or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. This is just kind of like... You can still yeah, dive deep into... I'm, still, I'm not the, 12 anymore. This, this is so, Star right. Wars 101. I still, I still want to be right. the kid playing with his action figures making up stories, yeah. but now it's... I'm asking questions There's in my two head. Sides of the coin. What is? What yeah. the hell is going? Where is? How do we fix this? Where do we do the? What? What happens here? What? Is, and a lot of it is just trying to defend six lines of dialogue in episode eight. That people hate. No, Luke wouldn't have said that. Luke, everyone should have said that. You know, here's another thing. Let's say that they do. A, let's say they do a uh, Luke Skywalker series, right? With the with Sebastian Stan, whoever you know, making the Jedi. It's gonna be with uh, Temple, it's be with Jason, Justin Bieber, but you know, and putting together all these, <laughs> and they introduce Mara Jade into it, right? And they have their Kanye West's Mace Windu. Wait, wait, listen, listen. <laughs> they have all their thing. When Kylo destroys the the Jedi Temple, Mara dies too. Just saying. <gasps> oh my god! That gives Sorry, Luke, that was the reaction. No, no, no. Because the then would give you that would give Luke more. Reason to leave as well. It'd be an homage also to the original, the original non-canon because it is uh, Jason Solo who kills yeah. Jade. So then, then, you know, then you you get more of a reason for Luke to go off. If they and, decide and, to go back, here the second problem with it is as much as Disney is giving you merchandise and an entire theme park based off of the sequels, you notice nobody's creating sequel content. No one besides making, Disney. No, but I mean, I'm saying no one. Disney isn't creating sequel content. They're creating content fairly soon after episode six. No one's creating around that time. The Poe comic book was out when the movies were out. Yeah. No one's in that time period. Yeah. Phasma novel came out when the, the movies are out. No one's in that time period. What we're talking about now, and, and you notice, every story we get, except for the media blitz that is High Republic, everything else takes place right now. Everything that's out. Is between Empire and Mandalorian. Yep, that's it. Other than the Bad Batch, true. So we'll give you that. Okay, so so it's a little, but it's still. This seems to be Thrawn what everybody wants doesn't to really be, count because that's not being it, told within. It also has nothing to do with the characters we know as Star Wars, right? You know, it has so far. It has nothing to do with Republic. They're probably trying to figure out what can we write out of these. No, I think Timothy's on still trying to like, figure out how the hell he's going to tie Skywalker. The Skywalker Navigator into Luke's. Uh, it is an interesting story because there was something that when they when they announced like the week before the book and someone said I stopped reading it because it has nothing to do with Star Wars. I think that's the attempt to to make the galaxy bigger and start to tell those yes. stories again, like they did in the EU of characters you had never heard of before. Correct. Again, if 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 we're to believe that what Ryan Johnson was going to work on, it's nothing to do in our galaxy with the Republic and the Empire, right? Or the resistance in the first order or the old republic in the sit it was even the game of thrones guys were was, working yeah, on something it was going to be on something completely different yep um out of that out of that time frame all the stuff we got announced all takes place in that time frame you know even rogue squadron takes place post jedi yep and not too close you know it's not it's not a couple of years before it'll be interesting to see when they decide to start telling stories after episode 9 and I'm wondering if they're not going to because they don't want to run into the same problem that they did is in 10 years when they decide to do whatever the films are going to take place after the episode 10, 11, 12 timeline. Um, you know, I know John Boyega said and, and Daisy Ridley are like, we're never going to do these again. Brinks trucks change your mind. Sure. Um, whatever they decide to do. Or you bring in an older 
you 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 don't want to be hampered by all that right. media. Right. I mean, look, if you're going to have Dave do it, he's going to override it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but that was the. I mean, that's the thing that I people don't understand. Like, you're not giving J.J. Abrams. Here's 20 years of stuff that. And look, there's a lot of it that sucks, and a lot of it that doesn't make any sense. Are you talking about and the EU? The EU. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that we had to rewrite. And a lot, a lot of people of that forget to, this. Yeah. They, they just like, they hold on to those four stories they really love. Look, I love P- Michael P. Kubik Dow's Black, Black Fleet Crisis. Yeah. Because I can still read that. And it's like, damn, it still makes sense. It still sort of fits. You know? Um, but even. even but you, you can't hand that to somebody. Even Heir to the Empire doesn't. Yeah. Unless you're going to. Unless you want to. Well, everything disappears because Leia doesn't have twins. Right. She only has one child. Right. And he turns out to be kind of a douche. Um, he's and a, com- he's, and he's a combination fine. of all three of them. And then he's like, hey, I'm cool. And then when he faces the Knights around, he just does this kind of move, which is the, the pop. It, the pop of Ben Solo has the lightsaber and the open hand when he does that kind of move. Like, let's go. And then all right, the, so, figures that, you know, the, the characters and figures that we've been waiting for for three films kind of show up for five minutes. So we're two hours and 19 minutes into this. Well, there you go. This is way uh, too long. Bad Batch. Let's talk about Bad Batch next week. I think we're done. Anything... <laughs> Let's talk about the next one. We'll get to the next one. It'll just, just, just do it the next time. We're going to do the abrupt ending. All right, uh, we're going to do the Kevin and Bean. Sorry, we're out of time, and just click it off, which is brilliant. All right, sorry, we're out of time. <laughs>